Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I am here with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, pop quiz hotshot. Mm. You're a studio executive. Yeah. You have a sequel written. Mm-hmm. Neither one of the stars want to be in it. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You overpay. What? <laughs> Wait, what do you do? Uh, you overpay one of them, and then you tell the other one to fuck off and make the Matrix. Uh, yes, Joe. Well, actually, it was the opposite. Keanu read the script for Speed 2 and was like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I will not be doing this. And that's bad, dude. When Keanu, back in 97, that was pre-Matrix. Like, he'd have done it if it was anything good. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it. Joe, not only did that happen, but Sandra Bullock did this movie for $12 million, and they had to agree to make Hope Floats. Ooh. So that's a double whammy. <laughs> All right. So, uh, folks. So that's is... what happened to Sandra Bullock. <laughs> She's back, Joe. She's in Ocean's Eight. Damn, Bird Bird Box. Miss Congeniality Twenty Five. I watched those two yesterday. Miss Congeniality. Yep. Oh, dude, the Net's on Netflix. I've been wanting to watch it, so I'm gonna watch the Net probably after we record this. So uh, for the folks at home who don't know what movie we're doing, who can't read the title of the episode, it's Speed 2. Uh, We're continuing um, Summer of Blockbusters. And uh, yeah, this one's really bad. Speed 2 Cruise Control came out in 1997. Um, We're back on the horse. Last week we did what? What was it called? Murder in the Orient, Ron Martini movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The more I think about it, I think Murder in the Orient is a better movie to watch than Speed 2 Cruise Control. Yes. Shorter. (laughs) It's shorter, so it's already has a leg up, and um, most of it takes place on land. That's also a plus. I would th- isn't all of it on land? Well, there's the dock. Yeah, That's there's the dock scene. On water. Um, so, uh, yeah. Joe, I mean, it costs money to make a movie that's set in the ocean, but at the same time, I don't know what it is. It's fucking boring. Because, like, like did they make the Blair Witch Project in the ocean and fucking bombed? And, like, Speed 2 bombed? Blair Witch Project had nothing to do with the ocean. No, but they had, like, one with, like, sharks. Oh, okay. I was like, Joe, that's in the middle of a forest. What's funny, too, Joe, is I actually did some calculations involving Blair Witch Project later on in the movie. So that's that's funny that you brought up Blair Witch Project. Um, Yeah, so if this is your first episode, uh, what we do here is we watch bad action movies, and we go through them beat by beat, and we just be be really pedantic about everything. Mm -hmm. It's pretty – it's definitely not grading at all. Yeah, it's like taking a kid's uh, D report card and just going line by line and really just going where they fucked up. Just going to town. You like is this is this how you think you you spell chartered? Like, come on. Let me ask you something. Do you think you put in your best effort? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Joe, uh, Sandra Bullock didn't. She called this movie the biggest piece of crap ever filmed. Ooh. (laughs) She hated it. She didn't want to do it. Not wrong. No, Jason Patrick read the script. Jason Patrick, who replaced Keanu Reeves, read the script and said, OK, I'll do it if you change these things. And they're like, perfect, we'll do it. Sign on the dotted line. <laughs> got to the three months later, got to the filming. And they're like, that, that stuff you want to change in the script? We didn't change it. Also, you're contractually <laughs> obligated to be in this movie. <laughs> Nobody wanted to be in this movie, Joe. That is so great. Yeah, like, uh, Keanu turned this down to go tour with his band. Yeah. Like, it is... It's To, bad. like, go sign autographs at Comic-Cons with Bill. <laughs> with Bill? From Bill and Ted. Oh. 
Wait, he's Ted. He is Ted, right? I think he's Ted. Yeah, I always assumed he was the second one. He's Ted. Ooh, Theodore he might Lowe. be right. He might be Bill. Hold on, Ted Theodore. Logan. Well, he goes through that. I'm gonna read through the financial. Yeah, he's Ted. That's he's Ted. right. That's right. Because there's a there's a there's an interview with him when the third Bill and Ted movie came out. And uh, the guy's interviewing him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm here with Keanu Reeves, blah 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 blah." And he's like, "After all this time, what's it like? What's it like to play Bill again?" And he holds the mic up to him, and he goes, "Dude, I'm Ted." And the guy just is like, "Oh," <laughs> he just like walks away. <laughs> wow, <laughs> what a bomb! It's um, almost as bad as a bong hit transplant, Joe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you would slip that in at the end of this. Um, 1997. Let's flashback. Late 90s, man. That's that's when great movies were made. Directed by Jan DeBont. John DeBont. John DeBont. He's Dutch or Norwegian. Same thing. Jan. Jan. Jan DeBont. Jan DeBont. Jan DeBont. Uh, budget, $110 million. Box office, $164.5 million. I'm amazed this movie made more than it cost to make because there's a lot of explosions of giant boats and destruction of giant boats. Yes, Joe. The scene at the end where it uh, the boat crashes into the dock cost twenty five million dollars. I believe it. Speed cost thirty. The they whole made, movie of Speed cost thirty a, million dollars. Yeah, they made a boardwalk that extends like a mile into the ocean. <laughs> it's like a whole city on a boardwalk. Yeah, because they needed to destroy it. It's fucking crazy. Uh, okay, well let's jump into this piece of crap. Jason Patrick. It opens with him chasing an ice cream truck on a motorcycle. Is it an ice cream truck? What's going it, on with this? It looks like an ice cream truck, but it's a cleaner's truck. Oh, okay. It's yeah, full of boxes in the back that get Joe, thrown the out. boxes were computer equipment. Also, oh, they were DVD. DVD. VHS combos. Joe. That's right. Joe. Yeah. The timeline works. Ooh. This movie comes out in 97. Mm-hmm. Okay, we saw in Fast and Furious, Dom, in 1989, turned Kenny Linder into a janitor. Yeah. We figure he went into jail at about the beginning of uh, 1990, got out six years later. Mm-hmm. So this timeline tracks for it to be an early iteration of the DVD-VHS combo heist. Interesting. Yeah. So he wasn't driving the truck at that point? He had somebody else doing it? No, this is the guy that Vince replaced. Oh, okay. This is like Vince's dad. This, this is, is why Vince's Vince is dad. in the crew. This is Jesse's older brother. Jesse's older brother. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, Jesse coming back to Fast and Furious, Joe. He's he's. It's inevitable. I was gonna say. I was. I, I thought you were gonna say he's dead. And I was gonna be like, that doesn't no, matter, it's, Joe. It's inevitable. They're all coming back. Speaking of Fast um, and Furious, real quick. Okay. Uh, did you watch New Suicide Squad? The whole thing. Yes. Okay. Idris Elba's character is just Brixton. And you've put it perfectly that it's Brixton versus Jacob at one yep. point. And that yep. John Cena's character is Jacob and uh, Idris Elba is Brixton. So that was, that's no, our... Uh, he was more part. loyal to the government. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, his boss says, oh yeah, so Jason Patrick's boss says to play it by the book. That's Mac, like, baby. Huh? Is that Mac? That is Mac, yes. Mac is back from Speed 1. So Joe and I both watched Speed 1 as, like, palate cleansers, because that's a much better movie. And uh, I watched it in the middle, the halfway point of this movie. That's so much better. Yeah. Split it up. We did a Speed Speed 2 double feature on Friday, and then I watched it again to take notes today. And uh, nice. I wish I could just go back to watching Speed. It's a great movie. You're right. It's it's. I don't know that it's perfect, perfect, but it's, it's damn good. It's, it's two fun. hours long, and it doesn't feel like it, which is the no. sign of very good action movie. 
Agreed. Um, Sandra Bullock, uh, we flashed to her taking her driver's exam. You can tell it's not the first time, even though it looks like it. Uh, she's talking to her instructor's ear off and breaking every rule in the book. Okay. She takes her hands off the wheel to put her glasses on. That's supposed to be done before you turn the car on. Yes. I would say that's another rule that she's breaking is, uh, not having glasses on. Right. Uh, that's like a double rule. Yeah. Um, she doesn't keep her eyes on the road. She merges without signaling. She runs other drivers off the road. She did a hit and run. She She did a hit and run. And also she narrates the chase scene of Jason Patrick while driving. You're not allowed to do that. You're supposed no. to focus on the road. That's way against the rules. Also, uh, she, um, she this does drive everything. She runs yeah, red this lights. Dri- this <laughs> driver, <laughs> evades police. She, made, she makes a right turn from the left turn lane, like right turn down a street. And he's like, your signal. Like, that's not the concern. This yeah. Signal, just not the concern three here. people off on a green light. Yeah smashed glass into an open jeep by the way and nobody seems to care and um she complained about uh keanu reeves did you get into that because we need to yeah she complains about her ex-boyfriends during this whole thing and one of them is him i guess pick out which one's which no she just talks about so she talks about how she's not used to jason patrick being a good boyfriend but her last boyfriend was a bad boyfriend and that was keanu reeves oh interesting yeah, and she also says that they broke up two years ago, and they've never had she's never had a relationship longer than seven months. So she's complaining about a guy she broke up with a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane behavior. That she dated for only seven months. That's for the precursor. Less than seven months. It's like if you date somebody or marry somebody and you're with for years, understandable. You might be a little sore, but like a seven month relationship that fizzled. Yeah, it just happens. He gave her uh, supplies from work because he's a cop. Yeah. And she gave, he gave her pepper spray. So I'm By the way, he also saved her life multiple times. <laughs> Correct. But Joe, we all know relationships built on extreme circumstances never work out. Also, if you're 15 and the other person is an adult, it doesn't work out. But we'll yeah. get to that later. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, Sandra's boyfriend is Alex, and he's a beach cop. Is uh, he? Or is he? Uh, he's not. <laughs> back to the chase. We got boxes flying out of the back of this truck. Alex is avoiding them narrowly. Then we cut back to Sandra failing her driver's uh, license test. Then we flash back to, by the way, her name's Annie. I call her Sandra because she's just very. I call her Bullock, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, then this this uh, ice cream truck, whatever you want to call it, hits a police barricade and does donuts in front of it. And then. No, out- yeah. So he drives up to the police barricade and slams on his brakes, turns around and goes back the other way. And the cops were like, oh, man, how did he pull that one? (laughs) (laughs) He just turns around. Yeah, like, I didn't know you could do that. Max should have been like, is is that allowed? Can can he do that? Someone check the rules. Um, Yeah, so Alex wipes out on his bike into the front of a truck. Yeah. Into the front of the truck. And oh, whose bike is this? Is this his bike or does the LAPD have crotch, red crotch rockets? Oh, that's the state. Oh, he probably got a custom seat is what you're saying. Well, it's red, Joe. Does the LAPD have these red list like meh seats or motorcycles? Uh, He probably just. Oh, is, is the whole thing red? Yeah. The whole bike? Oh. Yeah. He's got like a like 
like he's got to go shoot up uh, Dom's car at the beginning of Fast and the Furious. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, maybe he um is uh senior enough to be able to use his own bike. Maybe. Um. Either way, it gets destroyed because it gets hit by this truck. Uh. Then we have both tumbling down a hill somehow. Like, how does he get them to both? There's a lot of things in this movie where you're like, wait a second. They were going this direction. Now they're going that direction. Like, this doesn't, like, the guy jumps out of the driver's side of the door, of the, the, we'll just call it ice cream truck. Yeah. And uh, so that's towards the mountain. And then he's tumbling down the hill. Yeah. It should be less like into the construction. A lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. But they're both stumbling down the hill at the same exact time together. And then um, the bad guy gets arrested. Uh, and then Sander shows up and slams into a police car, into the police barricade. Yeah, and it's so just like, this is another thing where you're like, wait a second, how did she do this? She was like on city streets, and then all of a sudden she's like in the hills. Yeah. Like, just like. Yeah, who she, takes I, their driver's exam up in the hills? That would be, Joe, that would be so stressful. That makes no sense at all. With construction um, everywhere? I almost failed my driving test because of construction. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because he was like, turn right here, and there was all this construction on the and you're corner. Like, you're like, right? And I was like, right? And I was like, I didn't know what to do, so I, like, guessed. And he was like, hmm. I, like, marked a bunch of points off. And I was like, I don't know, man. You had me turn right through construction. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a child. <laughs> uh, Yeah, this is uh, an insane scene, but it's also really boring. Like, if you compare it to the first speed... Like, the first speed has a preliminary scene with the elevator, and it's really intense. And then, like, they end up chasing the guy, and, like, he has to shoot his partner. Like, it's all really engaging, that whole opening scene. This scene, A, it happens way too fast. Nothing's really happening. Well, it sets up, like, the first scene in Speed, and I think we're just going to be comparing Speed and Speed 2 this whole episode. Yeah, yeah. The first thing in Speed is it's like, all right, it's Dennis Hopper, it's uh, Harry... It's uh, it's uh, creates Keanu, the grudge. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, it creates a tension here where there's like a cat and mouse thing. It's mm-hmm. almost, I hate to say it, but it's the beginning of Ticker did yeah. almost the same thing where it's like, you know, it's there. There's a history there. There's a reason why this would target this person specifically. Mm-hmm. Whereas and this is just like a random guy is doing something random that has no bearing on the rest of the movie. And Jason Patrick happens to be chasing him. Down. OK, except it does because but it's the stupidest reasoning. And you'll I'll, you'll fucking roll your eyes when I tell you this. Is this computer full of uh, copper poison? <laughs> exactly. Computer boxes. <laughs> All those boxes are full of copper. Just put loose pennies. But um, no, it's because. The whole reveal of this scene is Sandra Bullock shows up and she finds out her boyfriend isn't a beach cop. And that creates tension for the rest of the movie. Yeah, but I don't like that. But what tension, right? I have a a whole nother issue with with, uh, Jason Patrick and Sandra Bullock in this movie. Let's get into it because that's their primary relationship problem is she doesn't like that he's not a beach cop. he's He's a suicide squad cop instead of a beach cop. Yeah, but hold on really quick. One, cops don't care that she hit their car. No. They're just like, they're just sla- uh, slapping Jason Patrick on the back for for uh, getting the guy. So Jason Patrick, this role was clearly written for Keanu Reeves, and then they just wrote off Keanu Reeves because I told him not to. But right. that creates a lot of problems, which is like, do Keanu Reeves and Alex know each other? Oh, yeah. <laughs> LAPD cops. Does she well, just... 
she a cop chaser? Like a, like a so groupie for cops? So she's not on the bombs. He's not in the bomb squad. He's in what they call the suicide squad. Yeah. Um, but, but he so swears. She's work together a lot. Wait, let me get this joke out. Sandra finds out that Jason is in the suicide squad. She's disappointed, but he swears he's in the new one. Oh, <laughs> got him. And not right. the first one they show. Spoilers. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's like, that's the whole problem is like, I, I don't think, I don't know. LA is a pretty big town. Like it's possible they don't know each other, but if they're both in the dangerous, I didn't know Suicide Squad was a thing. I don't, I didn't know it was a thing either, but it makes sense. But it's like, they're, they're both in the danger role. So it's like, they, they gotta be specialized units for all of LAPD. Like, right. it's not like, every, like there's probably what, like, um. How many departments in LAPD do you think there are? There's probably a lot of different police departments. I doubt each of them has a bomb squad and each of them has no, a they squad. They don't. Yeah. So it's almost like SWAT. It's like, you know, there's there's specialized units. So they got to know each other. Yeah. Maybe they're both SWAT. Maybe they report to the same people. It's, qu- it's quite possible they know each other, which would make sense that they that he would have met her. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. She should know. That he's he's on the Suicide Squad. Mm, or yeah. they just sloppily wrote out Keanu. Yeah, Definitely or that. Definitely <laughs> one of the two. Uh, Alex tells... Uh, oh, yeah, Sandra doesn't want a dangerous man anymore. She wants a low-key beach cop that... What could a beach cop make? Like, fucking minimum wage? Beach cop's <laughs> gonna make bit. more. No, a security I mean, guard. I mean, beach cops, if they're part of LAPD, because she knew he was in LAPD, she just thought he walked the 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 beach beat in venice uh, venice beach so they they gotta make lapd i mean they gotta go through the academy and everything like everybody else what do beach cubs do uh, help old ladies across the street drink lemonade <laughs> um alex tells sander that they should go on a cruise to the caribbean and that he already has the tickets which is on a little him. weird <laughs> already has the tickets on him while he was doing a police chase yeah, no, but he's like, hey, hon, how about we take a, uh, how about we take a vacation? She's like, oh, Hawaii He's like, I was thinking more Caribbean. <laughs> well, he he said it was going to be he was going to tell her at dinner. It was going to be a surprise because he planned the trip to propose to her. Yes. But the weirder part is not the trip part. It's the fact that he has the tickets on him that's during this the, chase. During this chase. That's the insane part. <laughs> like was did he come from buying that like from a travel agent <laughs> well also she doesn't yeah she doesn't want to go on the trip so it's a little ostentatious to like have it ready to go. yeah it's, i mean it's all yeah. a little ostentatious they've been dating for seven months and he's like let's go on a cruise and get married and get married <laughs> um yeah, and he knows she won't say no because of the implication. Oh, wait, no, you have to get on, on the boat first. Yes. Once she's on the boat, Joe, then she can't say no. Then she can't say no. Because of, because of the implication. Because of the implication, yeah. Uh, apparently, they both work six days a week, and I have no idea who would hire a woman child like Sandra Bullock full-time. What does she do? No clue. She was late for work in the first movie. Like she, they keep. Well, she's talking. a student in the first movie, right? Oh, she is. No, she's a at the uh, Wildcat. No, she went. She went to ASU. She oh. graduated already. Because oh, okay. she's in LA. Oh, did that throw you off? Because you were like, wait, do both these movies take place in LA? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, she graduated from Arizona already in okay. the first one. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't know what she does, but she uh, she was late for work in the first one. Mm, OK, I mean, maybe she works two part time jobs. That would make more sense. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why she has to take the bus. Also, how much Suicide Squad Squad stuff is there that he needs to do that he works six days a week? No clue. That's scary, though, right? Makes yeah, you not want to move to L.A. That's a lot. Um, Boat to the cruise ship. We, we cut to that because yeah, like, oh, this scene's going nowhere. Water. Which huh? does not make any sense. They docked in the middle of the water, which does not make any yes, sense. Yes, they have to take a boat out to the cruise ship. I like, have never, I've been on one cruise. We didn't have to do that, but I was like, maybe this is normal. Well, Joe, there, okay, think about it this way. So there's, it's a cruise. They start in the Caribbean. They mm-hmm. have to go through, they go through a lot of international waters. They go through a lot of com- countries stuff. You have to check in. And be like, here's my passport. My passport is valid. Here's this. Because the boat has to vouch for you. You don't just like ride another boat out to this boat and be like, all right. So I was I was thinking maybe is this boat so big that there's just nowhere that they can park? Well, Joe, they can park at the dock at St. St. Martin. I don't know where that is. (laughs) That's where they crash at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. The new dock. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they I mean, they can you can dock places anywhere. Uh yeah okay I don't know enough about cruises to have written that down as something. I, mean, I, just, no, I mean, here's what I wrote: someone who looks suspiciously like Susan Sarandon is on this boat. Yes, Joe. I <laughs> Did you see her too? She looks a lot. She's in the movie a lot, isn't she? She's the bump. She's one of the bumpkin sisters. Yeah, yeah, one of the bumpkin sisters. <laughs> the bumpkin gals. Uh, Dante, the cameraman, assumes they're married and starts snapping photos. And this dude. He didn't feel his- like he was going to be a main character, but he sure is. He, yeah, it's like, that's, that's, okay, we can talk, do you want to talk about it now or when they introduce everybody else? There are too many characters in this movie. Lots of characters. Why don't we go through, like, the ones that I, well, no, let's talk about it now. There's a lot of characters in this movie. There are two, so I think what they were trying to do is give you the same sense of, like, there's a lot of people involved in this, like they did like speed in, one. in Speed 1. But Speed 1, it worked because they were all in the bus. Yes. This they just highlight random families like the nicotine patch lady who is also in Speed One. One of yeah. four people that are in this movie. Uh, there's uh, Mark Haggerty and his wife, the Fat Buster. There's the deaf girl and her family. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, there's the all Bumpkin the crew sisters. members. Bumpkin there's sisters. The crew member. There's Dante, the singer. Dante. The bellhop. The bellhop. There the are cruise manager. Yeah, the cruise manager who looks just like the Fat Buster's lady. I didn't know which was which throughout the movie. <laughs> There are too many characters, and it's like I can't find myself caring about any of them. They don't give any of them enough time for you to care about them, except maybe the deaf girl. And actually, Dante. Dante might be the second most on screen next to deaf girl. Yeah, Dante is like uh, um, Gigantor from Speed 1. Like, he's like the sidekick. He's like, you help me with this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So then we get Willem Dafoe, who is one of the main characters, but I guess we don't know that yet. Or we do, because he's one of the only big names in this movie. Yeah, he's sitting next to them on the boat on the way up, by the he way. He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like one of those things where, like, if you didn't, if you went in not watching the trailer and you, like, didn't, like, you'd be like, huh, Willem Dafoe's in this movie. <laughs> Just play some the, random character. Yeah, it'd be like the uh, the John Mulaney bit where he's like, is that Dean Kane? <laughs> but it's just showing the boat and they're like, is that because Willem Dafoe is a distinct looking person. You're not yeah. going to get him. He's not like Jason Patrick, who looks like everybody and nobody at the same time. <laughs> right. They try to throw like a blondish red long haired wig on him. It does not matter. 
He is, yeah, Willem that Defoe. is Willem Dafoe. So, uh, uh, Willem Dafoe wants his golf clubs. He's irate. Why do you uh, need golf clubs on the boat? What golfing uh, is he doing? No, I bet they have golf. You can hit golf clubs in the ocean on a deck or something. Yeah, but I'm. It's not crucial. Well, <laughs> like, maybe why? for him. He went alone. He's not. He's not having any sex on this cruise. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know what those leeches are for. That's true. <laughs> This guy's a little bit of a kink. Um, every crew member in the cockpit is from a different country. Did you notice that? Correct. You've got like <laughs> Australia, no, New Zealand, yep. Scottish, American. Uh, who else was there? There was another guy with another accent. Yeah. And then the American captain. <laughs> I love the crew, by the way. The bridge crew. You like them? Because the bridge crew are the only people in this movie that are like, wait, what? No, what? What, oh, what are, are you that? doing? <laughs> <laughs> Every time the bridge crew, they're like, I'm going to do this thing. They're like, no, you, you can't just do that. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like Alex, he's like, like I'm LAPD. Uh, yeah. That's his whole deal. I love that. He goes, well, I'm LAPD. He's like, what, what is that? <laughs> 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 I love crew, Especially, yeah, because he's like, well, I'm going to do this. And they're like, no, you, you, you can't just do that. And he's like, is, I can't. Yeah, no, this is Alex in every scene. He's like, I'm LAPD. And then he, like, doesn't understand something that's going on and decides to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it, yeah. Um, but it's also, he's like, I'm LAPD, and I think we should do this thing. And they're like, that's not going to work. That's and suicide. Like, <laughs> they're like, that's insane. And he's like, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have jurisdiction. They're like, no, you don't. <laughs> Yeah, his jurisdiction is, they're in the Caribbean. His jurisdiction, it's like the wrong side of the country, even if they were in America. Right, right. Um, Sandra and Alex go to their suite. It's pretty big. It's one of those big 90s suites with, like, pastel colors and stuff. Yeah. Um, Alex pulls out a wedding ring to look at it while Sandra's in the bathroom. So it's hinted that he's planning on proposing. And he puts it on his own finger? <laughs> puts it on his pinky. To see if it'll fit. Does it fit my pinky? Okay, maybe it'll fit her ring finger. Yeah, it is insane because it's like, this is an ugly ring, right? First of all, it makes it all the way down to, yeah. it is an ugly ring. It's like yeah. rubies and diamonds, but it's a thin band of them, like, interspliced, and there's no real pattern there. Yeah. Also, it fits all the way down his pinky. That thing's falling off any female finger. I'm sorry. Like, there's just no way... He's fucking, unless he's proposing to one of the Bumpkin sisters, and you know which one, he's not fitting on that <laughs> finger. I'm sorry. No. And uh, did you catch the shirt that he was wearing? Uh, no. Dare was, to be different? No, it was like a hideous, like, it's, it was a California, like, themed shirt is the only way that I could put it. Like, it said okay. California on it, and it had, like, like beach, se- like, uh, like, boardwalk scenes, like, beach scenes, like, forests and stuff. But, Joe... He's in a he's in another place. Like that would be like one of us going to like New York City and wearing a shirt that says California on it. Or Sacramento. <laughs> and just be like, dude, the same one on the corner sells shirts that say Carmichael. That would just be like me oh wearing a Carmichael God. shirt somewhere. Wait, do they actually? Yeah. I really want to buy one as a bit. <laughs> That's um, dude, you should give that to family members. You should buy like fifty of them and give them to family <laughs> members when they come to visit you. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's hinted that he's going to be proposing to Sandra Bullock. Um, then we cut to a Caribbean band concert oh, on no, the main no, deck. No. Joe, Joe, Joe. Two things Am I missing. Skipping? 
One, Sandra Bullock's hair is massive. All of a sudden, it's, it's, old, it's big. <laughs> it's insane. Two, his penis is so small that it's a running joke between them. Oh, no. Did I miss her making a joke about his dick? So they're talking about and it comes up again later in the movie. They're talking about the suite. And uh-huh. he's like, he's like, well, I thought it would be bigger. And she says, without missing a beat, well, you of all people know that size doesn't matter. <laughs> she says, you of all people? Yes. I missed that part of that. I only heard, I like, well, you know, you size people. doesn't matter. Oh, no, it's size doesn't matter. You know that. That's what it oh, was. <laughs> Dude, she is the worst girlfriend of all time. I'm sorry. She is awful. She I would fucking go nuts in that. That is a horrible, abusive she is psychologically like, twisting relationship. Yeah. And she's just like all over the place in terms of like, she's like, I don't want anything to do with you. Well, now I, you know, you got a boogie. She said she's got. Why didn't you stay in bed with me all day? <laughs> yeah, You were throwing up. Why didn't you like you got you had to go out and walk around. Yeah. I was sleeping. That's very rude of you to get, get up and walk around. Yeah. She's like, we're not going to have any kids. Also, buy me this dress. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we've got the most very, like, this feels like the most late 90s thing, which is white people loving, like, reggaeton and, like, uh-huh. music. Yep, very late the 90s. white people. There's, by the way, not a minority on this boat, except for the crew, some of the crew, uh, the singer, and Dante. So no actual passengers that I saw that were any type of minority. Uh, deaf people are a minority. Okay, Jeff, you're going to play that game. Sure, there were some Jews sprinkled in too. But Checkmate, Joberg. Well, yeah, there was the part where the you you if you listen closely in the diner or the the dinner scene, you could hear people like complaining about the temperature of the soup. Yeah. <laughs> Sending stuff back for being too. too if you hot. look at the background, there's just a frustrated waiter going back and forth between the t- this table and the kitchen <laughs> every fucking time. Um. Willem Dafoe, no, wait, not him yet. Uh, Caribbean band concert in the main deck. Sandra is talking to Willem Dafoe at the bar. So we get like a little conversation. It's jovial, you know, and she's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, like uh, you have with the person when you're like at a bar on vacation. You're trying to meet people on a vacation. Yeah. yeah. But here's the twist. Alex gets super jealous and he marks Dafoe, whose name is Heiger or Geiger. Geiger. Like, uh, like HR Geiger. Geiger, yeah. Um, oh, wait, Geiger Counter. It's Geiger Counter. <laughs> did you not pick that up? Are you, did I blow your mind? <laughs> so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> you get it now. It's good for you. Yep. <laughs> I hate this movie sorry. so much. Let's move on. Uh, I hope the mic picks up how far away from the microphone you, I got. We, we, I tried to fill the dead air, but I could tell you had to take a moment there. <laughs> uh, anyway, he gets jealous of Geiger, who, by the way, it's Willem Dafoe. He looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> Willem Dafoe looks insane. There's no, there's no threat here. I don't know why on this boat he's he's picking this out as a threat another um, gary oldman backed out of playing he turned down playing willem dafoe i would get it if it was gary oldman gary oldman's kind of a weird looking guy my good friend gary oldman who i met who i worked his wedding that's right just, yeah just had to work that in there but it's like it's willem dafoe dude it's like willem dafoe and steve buscemi you could just be like not threatened by <laughs> ever ever <laughs> they have millions of dollars i don't think i would ever consider any of my girlfriends ever falling for them yeah but so she's like uh so are we gonna 
Hold on, she's like, are we going to have shuffleboard, play shuffleboard and then have sex, or have sex and then play shuffleboard? Yeah. And he's like, we're, like, we're going to have sex. If it's okay with your boyfriend over there, Romeo. <laughs> that's what he, Romeo. <laughs> just made polite conversation at the bar. While her it's, drinks were being While made. she was waiting. It's yeah, not even as, like she was hanging out. Yeah, as soon as the drinks came, she's like, bye. Uh-huh. Yeah. She, like, come on, man. Calm down. He's like, cool. He doesn't grab her arm. <laughs> yeah. He's like, all right, bye. Bye, person. Um, anyway, I like he marks Geiger as like a suspicious person because he plays golf, but he doesn't watch golf. Yeah. Do you know what's more suspicious, actually? <laughs> People who watch golf. <laughs> no, no. He's drinking. He, they're out in the hot Caribbean sun and he's drinking a cup of coffee. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. That is more of a red flag than not watching golf. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Late in the day. I think it was like afternoon. Yeah. Everybody's drinking, having a good time. And he's like, I need my afternoon cup of Joe. <laughs> um, Willem Dafoe, we, he goes back to his room after this. And then we see his leeches and we see his golf club bombs. Uh, Joe, back I, back I in the Joe, 90s. Like, yeah, we see his leeches. Back like in the 90s, <laughs> this is another thing, I'm sorry, that makes him suspicious. Back in the 90s, anyone who worked on two computers was either a hacker or a supervillain. The foe is both. Yeah, he's a hacker supervillain. So I love this because he doesn't need two computers. No. Like one computer just does what the other computer does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he's not working on two separate spreadsheets. It's like the same thing going on in both exact computers. And at first, well, okay, so every time I watched this, I was like, oh, the first computer is just something uh, that's the um, the boats. That's the boats computer. Like, uh-huh. no, it's not. Those are both his. Yes. Yeah, it's the same screen almost. Yeah. It's the same um, and so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The first speed, the first speed, uh, spoilers for a 17-year-old movie. Dennis Hopper does all this because he injures his hand and he gets a retirement package and he's just like mad at the bomb squad. And mm-hmm. and he's this like bomb genius. And and can a basically the conceit of it is can a bomb genius outwit another bomb genius? Yeah. Willem Dafoe's a nerd. Yes. That's all he is in this movie, is he's a nerd. He doesn't right. do it, he doesn't do anything physically like the most physical thing he does is smack Sandra Bullock around. Uh he breaks the captain's back with the uh the the swingy thing and then throws him off the side of the boat. Well, the sw- that's the really captain. the swingy thing does most of the work. When we get to that, when we get to that part, I I have a bone to pick with the captain. I would say that the captain either one had a suicide wish or two <laughs> deserves death. Possibly. <laughs> he gets real close. Um. So Willem Dafoe has leeches. Are we going to talk about? That? <laughs> I didn't yes. mention that. So he's got leeches, and at this point, we don't know why. Like no, you mean at this point in our lives? Because right now I still don't know why. (laughs) Show it. They eat the copper. Uh, They get the copper. That's right. Yeah. So he worked with computers for a long time, presumably Mm -hmm. as a programmer. Yes. We find this out later in the movie. So his company made the software that automated the boat, which is really funny because Kate's company for a while was working with Carnival to see if they could have a contract with them to automate their boats. So that's that's very that was funny to me. That was a funny detail. But he worked as a programmer, programming software, and somehow being near a computer gave him copper poisoning. Just being near a computer. Joe, 
Um, I don't know There's about something you. missing here. <laughs> yeah, but I've I, I've been around computers for my job, my various jobs for since I graduated. Yeah. I really hope I don't have copper poisoning. Boy, I do too, huh? Because we're not going to know until we're in our 50s like this guy. Yeah, well, I preemptively bought a bunch of leeches off of Amazon. Oh, good, good. Can you uh, cut me in on that? Can you give me the number of your leech guy? Yeah, it's, um, I got nothing. I was going to make a joke. for it, okay. I got nothing, Joe. Moving on. Just Google, this will be a throwback, a callback to what we are doing before the episode. Just Google... Uh, things to suck me, and I'm sure it won't be porn. Things to suck me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, yep. He hacks the ship's mainframe. So he's a hacker. Oh, yeah, Joe. He yeah. hacks the planet. And by the planet, I mean the boat. And his golf clubs were bombs, which is why he really cared about them. Um, or they have these little, like, slide tops, and there's buttons. They're bombs, The right? golf clubs are timers. The For... golf balls are the bombs. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, fancy dinner. Yes. Fancy dinner scene. Sandra Bullock and Alex talk to a couple on a boat who yes. run a diet clinic called Fat Busters, where they tell people to eat as much fat as possible. She runs it. I don't think he does. Yeah. he's No, he's their most successful customer. Because <laughs> he is. It's Mike Haggerty. I love Mike Haggerty and everything he's in. So. Uh-huh. If for people at home, if you don't know Mike Haggerty, close your eyes. Think about if you needed an overweight, mustachioed guy from like <clears throat> vaguely Illinois. Yeah. In the late '90s, that's Mike Haggerty. Yeah, and Midwestern every- car mechanic. Yes, he's he's got he's got strong car mechanic vibes, and uh, he's fantastic in this movie. He's fantastic. He, he's the best character, I would say. I like to imagine that like he looked like John Cena before the program, and they have like a before after where like. He's totally ripped and awesome. And then the after is him. Like, he's the success story. And they're like, wait a second. We just got to eh, just switch these pictures real quick. There we go. Right, right. Um, The husband. Yeah, yeah. I said that. Alex shoots eyes at the deaf 12-year-old girl. Uh, Joe, she's 14. That's correct. She will be soon. 15 in a few weeks. Yes, we know let's this. Put, let's put 14. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, that makes it totally less creepy. <laughs> so Kimmy Robertson. Kimmy Robertson is the tour guide. Kimmy Robertson of Twin Peaks fame. She's been a lot of stuff. She always plays the meek secretary that's girl. That's I recognize. Okay. Kimmy, okay. That, that's that's what was th- – I was like, I know her from somewhere. But if you don't know her, she looks almost identical to the Fat Busters lady. Like yeah. same sort of blonde, vaguely – excuse me, vaguely the same age and vibe. Mm-hmm. But Kimmy Robertson has the weirder voice. Yes. Uh, this guy offers to wife buy his wife diamonds because the diamonds start getting passed around like uh, this. Uh, you know, I don't know. I imagine they have something like that on sh- cruise ships where they're like uh, Shane Company has brought their best diamonds. And we want because you to buy- they want you to have a friend in the diamond business. <laughs> yes. uh, some guy offers to buy his wife diamonds and she says she'd rather have a cigarette. Jeff, why are all the good ones always taken? But Joe, I don't know. But she's got a nicotine patch, Joberg. Yeah, or addicted to substances. All she's, the, all addicted to, she's addicted to cigarettes. And she is the lady that was in the one of, that freaks out in the elevator in Speed 1. One Amazing. of four characters, they, one of four actors or actresses they brought back. We mm-hmm. got Mac, we got Sandra Bullock, we got her, and then we'll get to the fourth guy. We'll get to him because he's kind of a surprise. It's Keanu, uh, folks. Hey. 
uh, it's Jeff Daniels, guys. He's back. <laughs> he's and back. He's a ghost. Uh, the father tells his deaf daughter to stop clapping. <laughs> this is a really weird. Did you notice this moment? Yeah, dude, this father hates her. He hates his daughter so much. He's a child. She's 14. She's just having a good time and yeah. clapping. Yeah, UB40 is playing. Like, there's music going on. Yeah, like, it's not dead silence. Like, all right, everyone, let's be quiet for yeah. uh, to remember the person who used to own this. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 they're showing off jewelry. UB40's playing in the background. Um, she's just having a good time. She's being a like. Think about like yeah. if you're 14. Yep. And you have to go on vacation with your parents, with, with just your parents on a cruise ship. No, n- there is not a single other child on this. That bus. is true, because that's something I didn't mention. You see basically everybody on the ship in the Caribbean concert scene. Everybody is like 65 and older, except for Sandra Bullock and Alex and this young girl. Yeah. So you got to think about like she is being such an excellent sport about mm-hmm. this. Yep. Like she is like she is like the model daughter. Like her, her big acting out is like, uh, being too excited about the band and Mm -hmm. like having a personality with her clothes. Right. Those are the things that her father is like, I'm just going to throw in the ocean. (laughs) I can't do it anymore, hon. I can't. And the wife isn't really backing it up. She's like, he's right, sweetie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and the second one. What is your deal? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I like being 14 it's like being agreeable to your parents like so there's look at this from the 14 possible perspective like she is like being the best possible child yes yeah totally agree um i just love how he takes like both her hands and like lowers them (laughs) like shut up you can't talk it's so brutal (laughs) this this is such a brutal thing to do um alex has a conversation with the deaf girl uh with sign language her name's Drew, we find out. Um, and she immediately starts creeping onto Sandra Bullock's turf. I love it. Just automatically. She's like, she's like is that, she's like, oh, your is that your sister? Better be. And Sandra Bullock, she's like, let's go. If that's okay with your girlfriend, Juliet. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's funny you say that because I do think she starts to develop some uh, hostility towards Drew. We'll get to that later. She sneaks um, up on her and just like taps her on the shoulder and runs away. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she just screams like she just is just like screams profanities right behind her. And she has Drew has no idea. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so, uh, oh, this is also the scene where all the women start flocking toward the diamonds. Like they've been out and about for a while, but then like. They just make sure to include a scene where every woman gets up from their chairs and, like, flocks toward the diamonds. Yeah, except for Sandra Bullock. She has the weirdest possible banter with Jason Patrick. Yes. Yeah, because this is where Alex hints at a proposal, and Sandra laughs. And then he backs out and goes to throw up. No, he backs out, and he... Well, the banter is, like, uh, they talk about, like, uh, like, she's his waitress, and she's like service with a smile and he's like well i requested this too. yes that's right it's like a really weird like inside joke they have but like the audience isn't ready to like yeah. understand it it's almost like you're watching this part from the point of view of the other people at the table like what are they talking the about like fuck it's so weird and then he says kids are on the menu just depends on who's ordering the cheese pizza from Comet Ping Pong. Yeah, I was gonna say. 
glad you went there. Yeah. So he gets he either gets seasick from her rejecting the proposal or all the sugar and booze you watch him eat in this scene. It's definitely one or the other. Definitely. Yep. Um. So, yeah, he ends up throwing up. Uh, then we see Geiger, who's, like, going around and, like, setting off the fire sprinklers. Yeah, they're, um, I couldn't figure out, like, why they were like, ah, my eyes. It's a uh, fire suppressant. So it's basically fire extinguishers in the ceiling. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because when the guys go turn it off, they're like, ah, my eyes. Ah, and like. It's, so it's kind of toxic. It's not yeah, water. It's, yeah, it's like, it's water, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Um, then he stumbles into the cockpit and like pretend does the whole pretending to be drunk thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he sets up some remote device under the console. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts setting up his golf ball bombs all over the boat. Yeah. And one thing, he has so many computers. Like he has a third computer now. He's he a has, handheld computer. Is yeah, he has the handheld? two in his room, and then the third computer that he just like plugs in and is just like, all right, now I have control. Yeah. Um. Geiger takes pills for something and then uses the leeches for something. For copper poisoning. So what do the pills do? Because uh, at first when I'm watching the scene before they explain the copper, I'm like, he's taking the pills for something. And then the leeches suck out the bad parts of the pills. <laughs> like, no, I, so I think pills. what it, okay. So I think the pills are probably like anti-nodules and like energy right. booster. Cause I'm sure his copper poisoning is like, it's the symptoms, but then the leeches, they suck the copper out, which, uh, of course, Joe. Got it. Joe, they give when when you start working at like Google or anywhere where you code software your first day, they're like, all right, so this is your desk. This will be your computer. This is where you work. Uh, kitchen's over there. That's where you'll get coffee. Uh, you know, every Friday we bring pizza. Uh, that over there, that's the lake where we keep our leeches, yeah, just in case yeah. you get copper poisoning. That's right. Yep. And that's there's actually a separate room. You can gather the leeches there. There's yeah. a separate room. It's kind of like a sauna that you go into and put the leeches on. And you put them in a jar and then you shake them for some reason. Yeah, you shake them <laughs> up because you want to piss them off. <laughs> yeah, want to make them really mad before they get on you. Yeah. Uh, so Alex, um, next morning, it's the next day, she wakes up alone, uh, Sandra in bed. There, well, there is a scene where, like, you can see they fall asleep together. She's watching a movie and he's thrown yeah. up in a garbage can. No, it's in a champagne bucket. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And they linger on the barf. It is really disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's like, very it's realistic. Unnecessary. It's realistic barf. Um, Alex is skeet shooting um, the next day when he wakes up. Drew is admiring him. And then Geiger is eating a bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah. he's. I thought it was the rich guy shooting the skeet at first. Because I was like, why would Drew be there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, but that's where you start to get the sense she's maybe stalking him a bit. Maybe just a little bit. And um, uh, what is she doing up early to watch him shoot skeet? Yeah. So he gets up, shoot skeet. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe is just like standing like just like 15 feet away, just leaning up against the rails, just just housing a bowl of cereal. It is yeah. such a weird choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what's the point of any of this? Um, so uh, Sandra comes down. She scolds him, Alex, for not hanging out with her in bed all day second time in this movie her hair is a nightmare yeah this woman needs to run a comb through her hair before she leaves her house because her hair is a nightmare in both um uh driver's head scenes that we see and right here it's just sandra she's, she's not even trying run a comb through your hair lady i think she tries to make it worse because remember the first scene where they co- go into the suite 
her hair's kind of okay. And then she goes into the bathroom and like comes out and it's all fucked up. It's all, like, well, it was poofy when she got in and then she takes it out. And it is like, and she's like, <laughs> it's an Afro. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sandra scolds him for not hanging out in bed all day. Cause that's, that's what you, yeah. Dude, Good she's girl. asleep. Like he is under no obligation to stay in that room till she wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> they have also, they don't have a queen bed. They have two separate beds. Also, it's like, it's so I don't think they were ship. banging anyway. It's a cruise ship. I mean, he was throwing up the night before. They obviously weren't. Right. Um, it's a cruise ship. You go get the continental breakfast or coffee or go just sit out and look at the water. Like, Right. You're trying to have a good time. You're not trying yeah. to hang out in a room all day. Also, so there's two separate beds. Yeah? Yeah. She says, like, oh, yeah, naked woman in a bed. I can understand why you'd want to leave. So what she wanted him to do was get up from his bed. <laughs> well, they were in the same bed. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Was she like hanging out with him in his bed and then goes to the other bed? Why did they get a room with two beds? I don't know, because that's the that's <laughs> all that was available. In a suite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Correct. Whew. I mean, Joe, would you it, would you want to go lay in another bed with a barf bucket on the floor she probably stayed in bed so it's like the barf he's between her and the barf <laughs> that's a terrible idea so you'd rather be in bed with the person throwing up than just he's like done throwing away up. from him joe he's done throwing up the throwing up is completed Jeff, you know but that's the barf, not true. <laughs> the barf is sloshing around in that champagne bucket Ugh. um so she reiterates that she doesn't want a commitment with him and then hints that she wants him to buy her a dress, like, immediately, in the same breath, almost. Yeah, she's like, I want your badge number, I want to know who your supervisor is, and I need you to buy me a dress. So, yeah, she really wants him to buy him this dress. But it's also kind of funny how she, like, um, says she doesn't want to be in this relationship. Or, like, she basically says, like, I don't even know you. Like, but I do know you have money, because you brought me on this cruise. Right. And money can be exchanged for goods and services, like this dress. Yes. And she, like, um, touches the window. Like, she, like, rubs her finger yeah, on it. Yeah, she rubs her greasy hands along, yeah, like, the whole window. She hasn't window. showered. She's, like, got, like, sleep grease. She's just like, eee! Like, it makes that noise when she's touching it. Right. It's supposed to come off, like, whimsical, but you can just see the cashier in the background, like, motherfucker! I just cleaned that. <laughs> um... It's like these people, like, they're in a different world. They're not in our world. Yeah, it's like they are the, they think they're the main characters of this universe. Right. What about my problems? Um, so anyway, the bellhop ends up walking in on Defoe's hacker shit in his room. Ashton, Joe. Is that his name, Ashton? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. Defoe knocks him out with a golf club. Yeah, hides he's in the like... Bathroom. He's like, uh, the do not disturb signs up. He's like, maybe you flipped it. It's like, maybe I flipped it. You sick freak. That is so weird. Like, get out of here. Go, go, get out. Even if I wasn't doing weird stuff, I might hit you with my golf club. Right. That's such a bizarre thing to do. <laughs> also, he took all the heads off of his golf clubs. So this this insinuates that he has both real golf clubs and fake golf clubs. Yeah. I which mean, is like... too many golf clubs. Right. Right. Um, that'd be great. They're like, oh, we found your golf clubs. He's like, not these ones. They're like, well, these are just golf clubs, right? You just need golf clubs. He's like, 
No, uh, I, I need I need the ones that are. I'll just say it. They're bombs. <laughs> uh, they're a little heavier, and uh, the the golf balls all have holes in them. <laughs> yes, and they're weirdly big. We didn't talk about it. the golf balls were too big for golf balls. They're yeah. weirdly big. They were like uh, it's softball size. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were just like grapefruits. Grapefruits. <laughs> and they have like wires. <laughs> no. Um. But yeah, no, no, they have a pin on them. They're just grenades. <laughs> They're just grenades. Yeah, he goes through all this subterfuge to like, uh, like bring all these golf clubs on, and then later on in the movie, he just has just a grenade. It's <laughs> just a grenade. He's just using grenades and guns. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. The golf club bomb shit is doesn't really matter. Like for most of the movie, he's got grenades, and then actually the best part is the gun that's inside the computer. That's actually very funny too. Yeah. Like, to get his gun, he opens his computer up like it's like a book that, with a cutout. With a cutout. It's a fake computer. <laughs> um, yeah. And it says it's, it can't use Microsoft, so it's like Macro Swift. <laughs> Macro Swift. It's our new um, sponsor, Joe, Macro Swift. Yep. Uh, so the ship is four degrees off course, and that's a bad thing. Uh, Geiger talks to one of the crew via the earpiece, Jeff. It's like he does second man, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. So this he is just pre- he just predicts what they're going to say. Okay, but they that's... film it like he is telling Django <laughs> Fett what to say. Thank you so much, because it was bugging the fucking shit out of me. I was like, why? Uh, this person clearly isn't in on it. Later yes. in the movie. So, like, why is he in on it just for this scene? But you're right. He's not talking to him. But it's the way he's saying he's like, tell him. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we sent such an Eric to go sort it out. And he's like, simple human error. And he's like, ah, oh, human yeah. error. Yeah. The Kevin's yeah. like, simple human error. I, that yeah. I understood he was predicting something. But the other one, he's like, tell him this. And I'm yeah. like, why would you say that? Predict? It just no- it's infuriating. I'm actually angry right now. Yeah. It feels like you're like, oh, I so. That's the thing about this movie. We joke about Chekhov's gun, but there's so many things in this movie that they bring up that you're like, this doesn't this doesn't matter or it's not what they're presenting it to be. And right. it's not in like some sort of like, oh, like unreliable narrator, subterfuge sort of thing like good movies do. It's just gibberish. Yes. Like, it's just nonsense. And and yeah, this scene, I watched it three times. because so I was like, is Tamora Morrison in on this? Right. Like, no, he's not. He's he's not in on it. But so if you only saw this scene, you'd think he was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so makes it's, no sense. Yeah. Uh, Alex shows up to the room, to their room, their suite, in a tux and tennis shoes because they didn't have his size. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do another size doesn't matter gag about his feet because he said uh, they didn't have size tens. I told him that size didn't matter, but they wouldn't sell them to me. Like, dude. Just have some self. You don't have to make the joke too, man. Have some self <laughs> You don't have to lob her a softball, but you also don't have to make it for her. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't have to score own goals. Like you can just leave it be. Yeah, that's something you do when you're like a kid to like build your confidence a little bit if you've been picked on. Like, figure out a way to not get bullies to hurt you. Yeah, I mean that's it's the strategy Kevin- of. <laughs> It's right. the evening with Kevin Smith thing where he says he calls himself fat all the time because if somebody else calls him fat, he's like, yeah. I said exactly. that. <laughs> you do it to deflect bullies, not like with your romantic partner for like. Yeah. That'd be great on a first date. He's like, huh, wouldn't it be funny if I had a small penis? She's like, what? He's like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be funny and whimsical and you wouldn't care at all? Yeah. We'd make jokes about it. 
<laughs> we make jokes about it. We'd bond over it. Um. Anyway, he bought her that dress she likes. So that makes him a good boyfriend. That makes this a great relationship. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he just gets what he wants and tells him he has a small penis. And he gets really jealous about things. Yeah, and she gets to go on a cruise every so often as a result. It works. Uh, Geiger attacks the captain on the outdoor walkway. This is where he breaks his back with that swingy Wait, thing. Joe, the captain walks up to him and he says, we're still four degrees off course. Did you check that mainframe, Eric? Because he's dressed like a member of the crew <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, he says he's Eric. Yeah. He's, so who is Eric supposed to be? <laughs> Eric's the guy who's checking on the mainframe, I guess. But it's Willem Dafoe. So why, this, just for a second, he think Willem Dafoe's in his crew? I guess. But what's so funny about this is he, like, Willem Dafoe, like, slams the light stanchion around like he's trying to hit the captain, but misses. Yeah. And he just, like, plays it off. And the captain's like, here, let me get closer. <laughs> yeah. The, this whole scene could have been fixed, or the captain would still be alive if he took three steps backwards. Right. <laughs> and he um, goes, Captain, how can you be running the ship? When you're not on the bridge, who could be running the ship? Oh, yeah, I am. And he says it that weirdly. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also, this is where he gets to, we get our first explanation of what he was and why he's doing any of this. Um, so he explains that he was a computer tech who created the computer systems for the cruise ships, mm-hmm. including this one. Yeah. And uh, they, he thinks they fired him for, for being sick. Yeah. Not the leech shit. <laughs> and not that he finished the project that he was on and he was laid off because his company didn't need him anymore. But right. the, the ship cap. So so Willem Dafoe worked for a company who made software for the boat. And he is mad that the captain has no idea what he's talking about. But Willem <laughs> Dafoe great. makes this rant. And the captain has the only rational response that you could have to this, which is, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> That's true. Like. Who the hell knows about, like, every single employee of every partner? Dude, I don't know, like, half the – I don't know, like, 80% of the people I work with. Joe, I worked at Farmers, okay? We use a a software called CCC Uh, for estimating. I could not name – that software could have been coded by – Yeah, that software could have been coded by uh, orphans in China. I have no idea. Do you know why? Because it's not my job to know. It's not my issue to know. But because this captain doesn't know that Willem Dafoe, who coded the software for his boat, got fired for being sick. He's <laughs> he didn't like, know the whole story. He's like, see, that's the problem. It's like, what's the problem? That people don't know your life story the moment they meet you? Fucking psycho. He thought you were Eric 30 seconds right, ago. Right. He thought you were a made-up crew member. You fucking gaslit him into thinking he actually had a crew member named Eric. Yeah, it is like it's it's fucking nuts, dude. This scene's insane. Then thankfully Devoe Defoe puts him and all of us out of our misery. He breaks his back with the swing metal thing. I don't know what that's for, by the way. It's just a swinging metal thing in the middle of the ship. It's a light stanchion, but I feel like on a boat that's a terrible idea because if the boat rocks, the light just gonna like, swing and knock fifty people off. There. It's gonna fly around hitting people. But yeah, this is again the the captain would still be alive if he took three steps back. Yeah, and then he says, uh, Captain's supposed to go down with the ship, right? And then he throws them off before. Yeah, before the ship goes down. Um, And and this is the first time we know if somebody goes overboard, they get sucked under the ship and they're dead. That's okay. Like like immediately. That's important, okay? Um, We'll get to that later. Uh, The Bumpkin sisters show up and they want to take a picture with the foe. And he just asks, 
crew member. And then suddenly they say say Dallas. Yeah, they're from Dallas. Okay, sure. And then it just starts or raining. They really like the show. <laughs> yeah, they really love the show. That's what it is. They're big Di- Diamond Dallas Page fans. Right. <laughs> and then it just starts um, raining, and he's like, "Beautiful weather, ladies." Like, okay. <laughs> like, can we get off? Can we request a new captain? <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, then we flash to the deaf girl. She's going to. Everyone's going to like the nicer ball i thought the first one was pretty nice but like this is like the prom to the other homecoming i guess yeah um anyway the deaf girl wore her skimpiest top for alex and her father calls her a whore he calls her a clown joe (laughs) he calls her a clown pretty almost worse i'm sorry (laughs) and then joe they call her so she takes off her jacket she doesn't want to wear the jacket over the dress and because he's like the dad's like you look like a uh, you look like a clown in that dress. And so in response, his deaf teenager storms off on the boat full of strangers with no frame of reference for anything. <laughs> and his wife's like, just let her go, honey. In her skippiest top, yep. Just let her go. With with no people her age, all older people. Yes. A few of them wild. single. Crazy like, Willem Dafoe's out there. Like, where is she go? Oops, bump my mic. Where is she going? Uh, away. Away, away from her parents. Dude, teens love to go away. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to go be somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, they think like, that's getting the upper hand. Yeah. Just <laughs> parents like, are like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Like, you think I'm being a little nightmare? Well, how about this? How about I go somewhere where you aren't? And it's like, so they're oh, like, oh my no. God, would you? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was an option. <laughs> can, we, can you do that for the rest of the cruise? That would be awesome. Dude, like, this is the nicest thing you've ever done for us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, Defoe, uh, fucks with the engine room a bit with his handheld computer, uh, with hacking. Yeah, he hacks. He hacks the engines. Um, somehow, yep. That's, it's just hacking. This is, this movie's got that, like, this is how you can tell it's a late 90s movie. It's, it's hacking jumbo. Well, he gives, he gives the computer instructions, not like code, but he he was like, he sets in course, like, He's like, go hit this. And yeah. the boat's like, okie dokie. <laughs> like, it's like AI. Yeah, almost. Exactly. And that, that's what the hacking is, is it's like, hey, do this thing. And the boat's like, you got it. Like, he just says, correct course later in the movie. And the boat's like, got it. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Don't worry. Correct course. Enter. And the boat's like, you got it, boss. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me go back to the slow dance in the ballroom. Slow dance time. Uh, with a nice slow dance song. Uh, the ship is rumbling when Alex is about to propose again. And then uh, look who wants to get married all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Annie's what's great is like this boat is like wrenching in half. And Annie's, Annie's like, oh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. yeah, she's like, great. This is just going to ruin the vacation. It's like your boat's splitting in half, Annie. Like, she's like, nope, we're going to keep dancing. Like, like, the music I've stopped. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment all my life that I didn't want last night. Yeah. <laughs> what a bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an insane fucking thing. Like, it's like literally less than 24 hours ago. She was like, uh, no, never. <laughs> she thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, what a joke. 
And then the next morning, she reiterated how insane it would be. So it's less than 24 hours. Yeah. It's not just she was kind of drunk and stressed out in the moment. No, the next day she had time to think about it, sleep on it. Nope, still a terrible idea. You got to think about it. It was conservatively 10 hours prior. Yeah. Where she was like, she was like, that would be hilarious if you actually <laughs> proposed. Because there is nothing I want to do less. Right. <laughs> She's like, I would rather, and I don't know why this is in my head right now, but I would rather have leeches attached to my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Geiger, we get back to him, and uh, she he's popping pills in his room as, like, the boat's rocking and everything. Yeah, um, and we're, like, we're, like, 40 minutes in this movie, Joe, and this is the first, like, something that's happened. <laughs> like, you think about Speed 1. Like, you already had a bus explode and the <laughs> elevator scene. And I think the bus driver had already been shot by this point in Speed 1. Yes. And so far in this, all that's happened is the captain got thrown overboard. And, like, that's it. Yes. Yeah. So, and, th- and this is the introduction of the action of the movie. This is why I think this movie is drags on for so long. Is it's there's no plot progression. Like there's nothing. They set up the plot for the first third of the movie and nothing happens in that. And and this is why I have to tell you that the writer of the movie, um, the producer, they were they were originally gonna have Speed Two be on a plane that couldn't go above fifty thousand uh or ten thousand feet in the air. Yeah. He kept having a recurring dream about a boat crashing into an island. So he's like <laughs> So, dude, that would have been much better. I'm sorry. But some of the some of the thing that made the first movie great is the proximity of everybody in one spot and they can't get off. Oh, yeah. The plane would have been great. That kind of works. Yeah. But the boat, it's like he he clearly started with the boat crashing into the island and worked his way backwards, which is why the first of the movie is just like, all right, let me set all this up because it, it there's no like it doesn't start anywhere. It's just yeah. like a series of things happening that nothing sets up the thing that happens next, except for Willem Dafoe's running around hacking. Yeah. Like so far in this movie, all Jason Patrick and Sandra Bullock have done have been like pussyfooting around getting Their relationship. That's yeah. all it's been. That's all yeah. it's been. Yeah, oh, it's all it's been a will they or won't they for 40 fucking minutes. Of this movie. No, it's been a won't they or like, are they going to break should up? Should they? <laughs> <laughs> should they or shouldn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, Geiger's popping his pills, engine room explodes. Yeah, of course. You gotta have that. Glass is falling from everywhere in the ballroom. All the chandeliers and the mirrors are busting and falling on people. No one's getting seriously injured. That's another thing I hated about this movie. Did this feel PG-13 to you? Yeah, it is PG-13. Ugh. Nobody's getting injured. Nobody, there's no blood. Like, yeah, in the first movie, a woman explodes. Yes. <laughs> in the first movie, a man's head comes off. <laughs> That's very correct. Oh, you good balls. Um, uh, Geiger? No. No, wait. Engine room explodes. Glass. Port propeller. The port propeller stops turning. They make sure to mention that, as if I know or give a shit. Yeah. Um, Mr. Giuliano, who's the new captain. That is Tamara Morrison, who I mentioned earlier, who played Django Fett. That's right. He was actually in a really good movie about, like, uh, natives somewhere. 
Yeah, Tamora Morrison is really like a pretty big time good, actor. Yeah, pretty underrated, like pretty good actor. And kind of does not get used properly in this movie. He's kind of just spottily around. No, he rules in this movie, Joe. Really? He's great. He's the one, one of the guys that's like, no, stop. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, but there's like three guys like that. Yeah, He's him and the of Scottish guy. Blend. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this new captain uh, is apparently not taking orders from Defoe anymore, but I found it. He wasn't in the first place. Uh, he's now a good guy. He was always a good guy, I guess. Uh, Geiger locked the doors to the lower deck area and some other areas and starts pumping toxic gas into these areas. It's kind of hard to fucking see what's going on or follow it, but I think that's what's happening here. He's locking these areas up and then pumping gas in. Yeah, so he's... Right? So what it is, is he is, he's blowing up things to, that would like make, this is my guess. He's blowing up things that would be able for them to regain control of the ship. And then he has these, and to, to prox and also to approximate a fire. And then he has these smoke bombs to make it seem like fire, a fire is occurring. Are breaking out everywhere. Are breaking out everywhere. And then the, the doors are the fire doors that are like, I think triggering automatically from the sensors. And that's why. Jason Patrick's like, that smells like sulfur. Like, that doesn't make sense. Right. Which, like, why isn't anybody else picking up on that? But also, um, I think this is the scene where he's like, check this out. And then he locks this area and check this out, locks this area. Yeah. And he's and he's like, this door is locked. And it's like, oh, OK, cool. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. That's what I'm as a as an audience person. I'm like, OK, all right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's just locking doors. Uh, the crew has 15 minutes to sound the alarm and evacuate the ship. So this is where I'm like, I don't really understand what Defoe's going for. Like, does he want the people on the ship as hostages? Does he want them off the ship because he didn't want to hurt them? Does this diamonds. Does he want his job back? <laughs> I don't know what I texted you this. I don't know what Willem Defoe wants. He's kind of all over the place. He's the Sandra Bullock of the terrorist world. Like if his goal was to get diamonds, there's a better plan here. If his yeah. goal is to blow up the boat, there's a better plan here. If his goal is to terrorize the passengers, there's a better plan here. I don't know what his goal is. Because here's here's how he gets away with the diamonds. One, fake fires like he's already done. Mm -hmm. Two, get everybody onto the lifeboats. Yeah. Three, get into the boat, or the little speedboat in the back of the boat and take off. The jet skis. It's done. He's yeah. done. Yeah. He's, he's got story. If he's he done. gets the diamonds, because yeah, later he goes and picks up the diamonds. Like if you just want to escape the diamonds, that's easy. That's an yeah. easy plan. Yeah, he does. Here's the thing: he doesn't even have to get the people off the boat. One, fake fires. Two, call the bridge. Say everybody goes in their room. If they mm -hmm. go in there, if they, if I see a person in the hallway, I'm setting off bombs. Everybody goes in the room. Yep. Three, steals the jewelry. Four, takes off. The You're in international waters. Go wherever you want. The boat can go on its merry way. Yeah. There is a better plan here. If he wants to just ram the boat ashore, he does. He enacts the same exact plan, but without stealing the jewelry, which is where everything goes haywire. He also yeah. doesn't have to make everybody get off the boat. But that is also what makes this an infinitely more boring movie is you don't understand what the fuck his motivation is. And it seems like it's constantly changing and it doesn't give you time to pick up on what's going on from his point because like in the original speed you know the guy got fired actually it's kind of a slow burn to figure out why he's doing this but you kind of get the sense at the beginning it's like ex-cop shafted wants his retirement 
wants three point actually wants three point seven million dollars and that he feels he earned. Right. Yeah. Um, but this one's like you don't get anything even close to that, anything remotely like that. Um, so everyone starts evacuating and they get on these lifeboats. Some of them leave. Uh, the Fat Busters couple and Kimmy Robertson and the Hot Singer are all a part of some crew that gets trapped in one of those hallways. Yeah, the fire doors close up on them. Yeah. Uh, Alex goes back into the ship to be a hero because he has a chance to get off in like the last lifeboat. But he stays back um, to go back and look for others. Uh, he's oh, also, saying, yeah. real quick, they shut off one propeller. Is this boat just driving in circles? I mean, I don't know, right? You figure it would, right? Yeah. If one propeller was off. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Um, they don't really, because they don't show enough. They don't show the boat or, like, where it's headed. And, uh, um, Alex wanders into the cockpit, but it's cool because he's LAPD. Yeah, he's fine. He's LAPD. <laughs> and and the, 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 I love this because the Scottish guy, is this when the Scottish guy is like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. So this is like, yeah. Alex is like, I'm gonna go do cop stuff, and she's like, What are you talking about? He's like, No, 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 no. I'm gonna go do cop stuff. She's like, D- Please, please don't. Like, please don't do that. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna go do cop stuff, and he just barges into the bridge, and the bridge officer's like, He's Scottish, and he's like, Excuse me, what are you doing here? He's like, It's fine. I'm LAPD. And he goes, What is it, huh? What, what does that mean? Like, who are you? Like, yeah. He's just <laughs> what is like, LAPD? I, I don't know what, what that means. What are those are letters? And then, no, he's like, uh. Um, and he's like, hey, did you check the uh, computer mainframe? He just starts throwing out fucking buzzwords. And they're like, will you leave? <laughs> yeah, please stop. Um, so, yeah, Alex. Uh, oh, no, no. Geiger starts stealing the diamonds. And then you're like, OK, he's there for the diamonds. That's why he's doing the whole thing. That makes sense. I guess. Uh, but what's all the rest of this stuff? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Drew's because you no, know, this is happening. This should be noted like halfway through the movie. So there's a whole other part of this movie where he's just like running around the ship, giggling, like <laughs> blowing shit up and locking doors. It's like none of this matters. Like he loves uh, it. And actually, this uh, this reminds me of Speed One, where he's like, it's a win-win for Dennis Hopper. He's like, either the bomb blows up and he proves that he's the best, or he gets millions of dollars. He says that, like. I don't understand Willem Dafoe's plans just being he's being the dang Joker, Joe. Yes, he is when he already has the diamonds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so Drew's parents can't find her and the mother's convinced that she's still on the ship. Yeah. The mother, like, just let her go. The kids. She dead. murders people <laughs> to get to get back onto the ship to find her daughter. Joe, um, it's manslaughter at best. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sandra, uh, Sandra Bullock sees the perfect opportunity to get that skank out of her life forever. Tells the parents to leave her to drown. Yeah, the parents. She's like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Get out of here. Like, look, you don't want that little skank anyway. Yeah. Husband's like, hey, you're right. <laughs> yeah, the husband's like, honey, she's got a point. She is a little skank, dear. She is our little skank. Um, Alex, r- 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 b- uh, oh yeah, Alex ruins it by going to save her, the little girl. Alex yeah. finally puts on his dang life vest. He just carries <laughs> his life vest around everywhere, and then he finally puts it on. 
Yeah, but he also wants to take out that man-skank Geiger. Geiger. Like the Geiger, count. right. Geiger. Geiger count. Uh, the boat starts moving while the lifeboat is hovering, the last lifeboat. And it just starts flinging people. Uh, well, actually, it's not, but it threatens to like, fling people off the lifeboat to their deaths. Uh, Alex saves some of them. Sanders just standing there, like grunting and looking stressed. They, she had nothing to do in this scene, she so they're like, they just she gave her. She was just like, oh, she sucks as a girlfriend and under pressure. She does yeah. not do shit. She's awful. Can we talk about uh, the woman doing the manslaughter? Because yeah, because that happens here. Drew's mom yeah. tries to climb onto the ladder, which ends up killing like three, five people. <laughs> yeah. So this is, I think this is supposed because they're like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. This is supposed to parallel the woman getting off the bus at the first one in the first yes, one. Yes, good point. But she's a rich one percenter, so she feels like no consequences to her actions. So right. she just does whatever she wants, and the consequence is other people die. Five people go flying out of the lifeboat behind her, sucked under the ship, dead as shit. Yeah. And then her husband like grabs her, and he says, "It's not your fault." It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. You're, there's not a court in the world that will convict you. It's yeah. like, what are you fucking talking about? And it's wild how like all the characters we've already met in this movie have to stay on the boat and they're not the ones who fall off the side. Isn't that right. weird? Isn't, Isn't that, that weird? weird? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a coincidence how they worked out. Um, Drew's. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Husband says it's not her fault. It's that whore daughter of theirs. <laughs> That's right. It's her fault. It's right here. It's her fault. You would have never thought to go and save her and then kill those people if she didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Think of it that way. <laughs> Um, Alex saves Dante in this scene. Uh, Dante, the cameraman, is like hanging off the side of the boat. Alex does something really heroic. He jumps onto the front of the top of it, sliding around, grabs Dante, pulls him up onto the boat. And then, um, and then he says, What a picture perfect rescue. Does he actually say no, that? Embarrassing Joe. if that's okay. Joe, um, the, I, I do, don't give the script that much credit okay. to even, like, be that bad. Right. Or that, le- co- like, cohesive of a yeah. line. It would be, like, I think it was just, like, It would a be a weird shark. inside joke between Sandra and Patrick that would fall flat again. And he's like, good thing this boat is so big. And she's like, honey, you know size doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, she knows. And he's or like, no. not in public. He just snaps. <laughs> That's our private thing. Um, uh, yes. So Sander uses the bridge ladder to uh, thing to evacuate the ship. All the people off of the lifeboat. And back onto the ship, I should say. Um, Drew is trapped in the elevator. Little callback. There was an elevator scene at the beginning of Speed. Yeah, she does some deaf parkour. Is this where she does the deaf parkour? You say gymnastic skills. I almost said parkour. Yeah. yeah. She, like, climbs up the, the thing, which is honestly smarter than what anybody in the first elevator scene in... in, in uh, Yeah, right, because they're all sitting there. They're like, wait, why don't they just get us out? Wait, why are the police here? Okay, let's just sit tight. Yeah, it's just like, just get <laughs> wait, out. why is there a hole in the elevator? All right, let's just sit tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you fucking talking about? Get out of there. Um, uh, the ship is headed toward a cliff. Yeah, sort of headed towards the cliffs of St. Martin. Yeah. By and the way, is, so this Alex goes back to the bridge and is just like, 
hey, it's okay, I'm LAPD. And the same guy's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, and he, this is also where he pretends to know about computers, right? Uh, I think, where he's like, how do we turn this, how do we stop him from controlling this? This like, from this. Yeah. <laughs> and he just says some computer words. And then they're like, well, if that made any sense, I'd say we'd do this and this and this. But again, you don't know what you're talking about. Again, please explain to me what LAPD is. <laughs> I just want to know. Um, but yeah, so this movie, I, it's funny that I say this because it's heading toward the cliff now. And I just realized this movie is just a shifting of the boat's direction towards various objects in the water. Correct. <laughs> That's the action. Oh, we're headed for a cliff. Oh, thank God we didn't hit the cliff. Oh, we're headed for a boat. Oh, thank God we didn't hit the boat. Well, he didn't he originally want it to hit the boat, but they just couldn't see the boat? He, well, I think they wanted, he wanted to avoid the island, right? No. It, it I just kept see, floating for a while, and then, they, uh, then it's like, oh, shit, there's a boat there? I have no idea, Joe. This... Their comms must have been all out, too, because, like, why couldn't they have called to, like... Yeah, the comms boat? are out. He knocks out the comms. He mentions that a couple of times. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Alex tells the crew that the fires uh, that they think are blocking the control room aren't real. Yeah, he says they're fake. And he says, you know how I know? It's because uh, Dr. Fauci um, researched <laughs> uh, gain of function of fires. Right. What you need to do is you need to put ivermectin in your uh, fire suppression systems and it'll stop everything dead in its tracks. Good point. Yeah, Fauci. He was behind the fake fires. Fauci was the one who gave him the leeches. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fauci is against the leeches, but the leeches have been proven to cure <laughs> copper poisoning. They don't want you to know about how the, how effective the leeches are. You won't find it on the because internet. they want to inject copper into you. <laughs> you won't find it on the internet. Copper, we all know copper's real, right? Yeah, copper's real. Yeah, uh, but uh, I don't know where I'm going. With this. No, no. <laughs> Fauci doesn't want you to use the leeches, which will save you from the fires, but he wants to inject you with copper. Yes. So that you yep. eat the leeches. Yeah, so you have to use the leeches to get the copper out that has been put there yeah. uh, through vaccines. Um, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex storms Geiger's room. Um, this is so funny because he's like, where's Geiger's room? We can go get him. This is assuming the guy causing chaos aboard across the entire ship is just hanging out in his room. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I bet he's just chilling there. We, he, yeah, he's just hanging out. Doing all this for a reason with a plan that he's enacting right now. Right. By the way, that would be great if they did show up and he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's in there. <laughs> like, oh, how'd ah, you find me? He should have left. Um, anyway, no, he's gone. Alex sees the bathtub full of leeches and says, we got a sick fucking Marilyn Manson fan on our hands here. <laughs> And the, the, he's the, just uh, like, we got a sick puppy because of leeches, which, look, I get it. You, you just come and you see a bunch of leeches, you're like, that's fucking weird. But, like, it's, I don't know. <laughs> Scottish guy's like, maybe he just has copper poisoning. And Alex right. looks at him and he's like, that's hey, not Hey, my it. uncle that's died of that. The other crew members, hey, my uncle died of that. Yeah. Worked on computers his whole life. Um, uh, yeah, Geiger keeps complaining. He's like over the loudspeaker now or through his computer. He's complaining about getting fired. And again, he thinks it's because he got sick and not because of his leech obsession. And he calls out Alex by name. And why does he know Alex? 
Um, good question. Like he can know Alex, but why does he know details about like? Yeah, doesn't he even say in the scene, "I know who you are, Alex." Yes, he doesn't. <laughs> so stupid. Um, Geiger blows up his room while they're all in there. He's like, "You ever feel like you're uh, close?" He says, "Have you ever had a false sense of security?" That's and he says, is. "Nothing secure, Alex." That's right. Uh, all the people escape alive from this room. None of them get blown up. And then this is another instance where uh, um, the crew is being normal because he's like, that was weird. And he's like, he's trying to kill us. So that's all you can say. That was weird. And he's <laughs> like, or he's like, are you trying to get us killed? He's like, no, that's what he's trying to do. And so right. Tamora Morrison's like, what? God Just, damn it. <laughs> what? Go somewhere else, please. Uh, Dante is taking pictures during the panic. He's super committed to his job. Got to grind your hustle, Joe. That dude rules. You think he's a he works on his own? It's his own little he's thing. He's a freelance. He's a freelance on this boat. I hope he's a freelance because if he's just like salaried, it's like, come on, man, save yourself. For sure. Uh, ditch the camera. It's, it'll you'll sink faster. Uh, fat Buster's couple and that crew that got uh, oh they get found by Sandra. And she asks if there's a little girl in there. Fat Buster's husband says no little girls, just big women. Big women. Just the way I like him. This guy rules. <laughs> I love this dude. This uh, Harvey. Guy. I was yeah. going to ask what his name was, but he the best line in the movie is addressing him. Right. Um, everyone in the Fat Busters crew starts talking, uh, starts taking their clothes off to block the vent. And then Harvey wants the hot singer to start taking her clothes off. This isn't fair. Yeah. So, yeah. So, she, so he takes off her jacket. Like, he doesn't want to do anything. No. Like, oh, why should I do that? And uh, and then she's like, take your pants off. He's like, I don't see her taking anything off. And the singer goes, because I'm not wearing any underwear, Harvey. And then hikes her skirt she up. She starts hiking it up, which <laughs> yeah. is like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, that's when the wife should be like, excuse me, are you making a move on my husband? <laughs> I don't like any of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't like I'll have you know that relationships built on extreme circumstances do not last. Right. <laughs> Especially because you're a young, attractive singer, and he is a mechanic. Very his mid forties, an overweight mechanic. This man was born in a jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of those overalls with one of the buttons undone. <laughs> uh, everyone in the oh uh, yeah, this is a Fat Busters group. Sandra finds them. She finds a chainsaw for the door. She starts cutting a big old hole in there. So she finds a small chainsaw, and then puts it down because what does she find? A bigger chainsaw? Size does matter, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Just not in front of not in front of Alex. <laughs> not in front of Alex. Yeah. But size does Dante, matter. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> not in front of Alex, though. Um Alex starts smashing computers. No, I love this because he's goes he goes, How do I stop this? They're like, Well, we can't this to this. He's like, Well, what if I do this? And he smashes a monitor and the guy's yeah. like, Okay. <laughs> he's like, Oh, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. I love I love this interaction because it's like Alex is just like, I'm going to do whatever I want. And the Scottish guy is like, that's not how this works. Dude, you need does, to listen to me. He does it throughout the movie because he yeah. does it later again when like uh, Geiger's face is on the monitors and he's just shooting out monitors <laughs> again. Monitors. I don't know how this works. It's yeah. not a big Geiger. Yeah, he's not in the he's not in the computers. It's like in Zoolander where they're like, he's in the computer. The yeah, files are in. <laughs> shaking. Yeah. It. 
He's trying to stop Geiger, so he just he just hits a monitor. <laughs> It's so stupid. Yeah. No, because the guy's like, oh, shit, we got to do this and this, and that's impossible because then we'd have to do this and this and this. He's like, well, what if we just did this? Shoots fucking three computers. He's like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) I need those monitors, man. Now we can't do any of that stuff for sure. Now we're screwed. Way to go. Um, Alex like, just doing my job, sir. (laughs) 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 Fucking dumb cop. Um. Uh, he doesn't understand. Yeah, he shoots them because he doesn't understand them. Alex has a plan. Let's flood the ship. <laughs> Scottish guy, again. What are you thinking? That yeah. will sink the ship. He doesn't understand ships either. <laughs> I love. If I you love fill it with water, it goes under the water. <laughs> Think about this, Joe. Think about how many times the bus would have blown up in Speed One if it was. Alex instead of Keanu. Oh, dude, in 15 seconds. He's like, hey, what if we just start unloading all the passengers? Oh, shit. Right. He's like, it's a pretty big wad. I'm going to try to yank it out and see what happens. <laughs> well, we got a green wire, a red wire, a black wire. I think if we just cut all of them. I mean, one of them's got to be right, right? <laughs> if I do them all at once, maybe it'll work. Yeah, yeah. Let's try that. Um... Yeah, let's flood the ship. Does not get it. Uh, Sander chainsaws the door. Dante is taking pictures while this is happening. Good for Dante. He's obsessed with his job. Good man. Uh, doesn't take a, an hour off. Um, Alex sees Drew is in the ballast room. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I guess. Which is the room he's about to flood. Mm-hmm. So immediately his plan goes awry. Yeah, he forces <laughs> the Scottish guy to do this, and then he's like, "Open the doors! Open the doors! Open the door! Close the doors! Close the doors!" And the yeah. Scottish guy's like, "It doesn't work that way." <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, "Oh shit! Oh no no no! Now uh, press delete, press undo, press undo." <laughs> yeah, like, and he press, presses undo, and that'd be great if like he successfully closes the ballasts before the water comes in, and then Alex goes down there, and he's like. I could just wash him out to sea. <laughs> It'll look like an accident. He won't be our problem anymore. Right, right, right. Um, so he goes to save her, uh, Drew. And uh, they end up water sliding for the next, like, five minutes all over the place. So much just, like, water doing stuff. It's like they're in, like, a water slide. Like, an cl- enclosed water slide. They're just slipping and sliding all through the halls and up and down. Yeah. Uh, Drew and Alex eventually get to the laundry room. They they ride the laundry line, the mechanical laundry line, all the way to safety. Uh, Drew wants Alex to know that she'll be 15 next month, and they are in international waters. Uh, is it? Hmm? I got nothing. Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> it's like the balls on this girl. Yeah, yeah. He is with Sandra Bullock. He is. And you are a child. And she is a young child. (laughs) Let's forget that he's with Sandra Bullock. You are a child. She says. Yeah, I don't think being with Sandra Bullock is the issue here. Joe, let's break it down here. She Uh says, I love you. Yep. And I'm almost legal in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. How did that make it into the PG-13 movie? (laughs) You can't show me someone's, like, head exploding, but, like, you'll show me a a 15-year-old psychotic. Joe, she's 15 next month. 14, 
Right. It's 14. This is confounding. Yeah. Because we already know she has a crush on him. We've already figured that out. Yeah. And instead of Alex going like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. He goes like, well, uh, let me tell you. I've heard that relationships don't work under extreme circumstances. Also, relationships like this tend to land the guy in prison. I don't think we're going to do it. Let's. Because she's. Okay, so they're running from water. The ship yeah. is sinking. She mm-hmm. stops and goes, just so you know, three years, <laughs> one month, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> oh my God. Like, how did this make it into the final script? Oh, it's so unnerving. It's weird. <laughs> I hated it. Oh, uh, I hated it. I hated it. I'm going to uh-huh. do a director's cut that just removes that part. Like, that's yeah. it. Everything else stays the same. Torch it. What is it doing? Look, you've got a two-hour, five-minute movie. Get rid of that. Yeah, you don't need that. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Um, yeah. And she, like, rolls her eyes like, oh, rats. I thought I had another one. I thought this would work. <laughs> I thought me a child. I thought you could get... I could get you to leave Sandra Bullock for me, a child. A child. <laughs> a child. Um, Drew wants Alex. Oh, yep. We don't have to cover that again. Yeah, we already know what Drew wants Alex. <laughs> Not cool that you left me hanging there. There was a deep pause. I'm like, is Jeff going to leave me hanging on this joke? I, <laughs> I, uh, it's unsettling to think about. It's not fun. Uh, Sandra still thinks that people can jump off the side of the ship. <laughs> She's like, hey, what if they just, everyone starts jumping off the ship? And he's like, oh, hey, did you not see those 15 people that just started doing that? <laughs> so the woman's like, hey, remember when I killed those people? Let's not do that. Let's also, do, why, why would we do that voluntarily? I love where they're like, um, they're like, why should we listen to you? To Sandra Bullock. I, if she was just like, do you remember the bus? Like three years ago in L.A. that couldn't go under 55 miles an hour. That was me. Yeah. I was driving that bus. And they're like, I oh, promise I'm better under stress than you are. Fat busters lady. Well, they're like, oh, shit. Didn't you kill like 300 people that day? <laughs> but the bus didn't blow up till I was already off. Of well, but everyone on that bus survived. And they're like, well, what about that one? Like, well, most of the people <laughs> we I lost. Did, one. Get shot. Okay. Like, okay. like there was one dead, one woman got smushed by the tires, another guy got wounded. Just but. like three people died, there were like 15 people on the bus, you know, 12 out of 15, that's a B. That's 80%, that's a solid B minus, okay? Have okay. you ever saved people? Yeah, and they're like, okay, that w- one woman did get a miscarriage from the stress, but at the same time, like, most of the people. But at the same time, the baby was kind of like a bonus person, like... <laughs> shouldn't count it shouldn't count i'm sorry i'm sorry that's me do you want to be pedantic about this or do you want to be accurate uh um yep alex uh oh alex tells sandra about geiger at this point uh alex and geiger have a face-off geiger has a handheld computer and alex has a shotgun and alex somehow loses <laughs> it's true. He has a he has a shotgun and he's just like, ah. He's like, well, this can control the whole ship, and he's like, well, can it put metal through me? No. Okay. okay. Yeah. He's like, don't shoot. Instead, he's like, oh shit, that's a handheld computer. And then Geiger's just like, 
So I, I can just keep running? <laughs> yeah, it's like, so you're not going to stop me? Like, I can just... I can just keep going, right? Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that. I um, love how he's like, drop the drop it or I'll shoot. And he's like, it's just the computer. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, no, drop yeah. the thing, man. <laughs> You're doing computer nerd stuff. Like, stop it. Yeah, stop. I don't understand that stuff. <laughs> I don't yeah. like it. But I love that he's like, I'm a computer psycho. And, he, and he's like, why would he do that? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> like, It'd be so great if he just went like, ch-ch-ch. And he fucking shot the computer and blew his whole hand off. <laughs> I mean, it would work better. I'd love it. Um, that's what this movie was missing was like scenes like that, you know, where yeah. like something awesome happens. <laughs> yeah, that, that joke. That is the best way to put it. Thank Nothing you. awesome happens. Nothing even remotely builds to an awesome thing. Every idea, like Patrick has no. Actually, shooting the harpoon into the into the pontoon is like the only cool thing he does. Yeah, and that's such a minor like everything. Everything else, he's like, "Why don't we do this?" They're like, "That's idiotic," or they're like, "Okay, we'll try your plan," and then it doesn't work. Or they're like, "Okay, I'm gonna walk you through how to do this." Jason Patrick could be anybody because his plans don't work. Yeah, his ideas are stupid. Yeah, everything he pulls off either gets undone immediately. Or is just somebody telling him what to do? He's he sucks. He sucks. Yep. He sucks. His character sucks. Uh, Wait a second. Yeah. Does he stop Willem Dafoe at all? No. No. A big. The only thing that stops Willem Dafoe this entire movie. Uh, Sander makes things harder for him when they disconnect the jet skis, but then he catches her again. Yeah. And then the only thing that stops him is a giant antenna sticking out of an oil tanker. Yes, which he, if he had just paid more attention, he would have gotten away. 100%. Jason Patrick could just not be in this movie. He sucks. He does nothing. He's he's bad at his job. Yeah, the Toon Man could have just gotten Sandra Bullock. He belongs in the pantheon of bad cops that we've covered. He might be the worst. He's one of the worst. He's on he the might, he's on the Rushmore. He might be worse than one of the various cops that Steven Seagal portrayed. Yes. <laughs> uh, Alex chases Geiger into the ballroom, and this is where we see uh, Geiger somehow projected himself onto these large screens. I don't yeah, know this, how. This implies there's a camera that he like turned on and a mighty that he like, set somewhere. up. Yeah. yeah. Because he's not carrying it as he's, like, being chased. Unless this handheld computer also doubles as a camera, which would be super high-tech for 1997. Also, this, yeah, this implies there's, like, yeah, some sort of, like, CCTV that he's, like, tapped into with the... Like, it is. Yep. Uh, but we don't even get to think about it before Alex just starts shooting these screens. Because, again, he doesn't understand screens. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get it. He just he doesn't get it. Get it. Uh, the fire breaks out in the ballroom. Or a fire breaks out from something. I don't know what causes this fire. Uh, but Geiger ends up locking Alex in uh, to the ballroom. The uh, detective. No, it's it's the mall. He ends up locking him into the mall, the little shop. Because remember, he in the ballroom, and aren't they in the shop on he, the other side? Well, eventually he locks Jason Patrick, Alex, in the mall because that's where Sandra Bullock knows to find him because of the music that's in the mall. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That's but gonna... also, Willem Dafoe basically says this was supposed to be a smash and grab job. Mm-hmm. Smash and grab. 
Those are the two parts of it. And then run. And then run. There's no running the boat ashore or all this other nonsense that he does. Giggling. Smash and grab. Yep. Smash and grab, by the way, portion of his plan takes about five five minutes of this movie. They spread it out. There's like multiple scenes of him. Remember, there's there's. He's going through the diamonds, then it cuts to some other stuff, and then it flashes back. He's still going through the diamonds. So yeah. they really draw it out, but it's like, how long could this take realistically? Yeah, so much like they, so much of the diamonds are almost implied. Yeah. It's exactly. Wild. Um so she finds him, uh, and then she also finds a grenade attached to the door handle. So this sets up for actually I think maybe the most effective scene. Um, of the movie uh, where this there's this grenade on the door handle and then Alex is like no 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 don't open the door because like that's going to go off so like uh-huh. tells her how to defuse it she has to like tie something to it to keep it all done and then pull the pin out and then slowly remove the grenade from the door uh-huh. um, this is where I realized I would just die because I was like where are they going to get strength and then it's like, oh, shoelaces. Like, oh, we all walk around with strings all the time. But I was like, where are they going to, like, what string are they going to get? And I was like, oh. You'd okay. have given I would up. Just, like, I would well, just be good. So, so long. <laughs> I would be like, let me go find, uh, let me let me go see if uh, I can pull one out of the guitar. Like, I'd do something stupid like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can find a balloon somewhere, a loose yeah. balloon. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's like old How I Met Your Mother. Like uh, he shaves the head. Uh, Jason Siegel shaves his head before um, his wedding, and they're yeah. like trying to figure out all the ways to to cover it. And they're like Native American headdress, toupee, all this stuff. Finally, they settle on hat, and he's like, "We thought of Native American headdress before hat." That's how I feel like <laughs> I would be in that situation. I'd be right. like, "We go get guitar string," and they're like, "Dude, you have shoelaces." Yeah, how about shoelaces? Yeah. <laughs> Let's try that. Um. Or, like, rip your shirt and, like, use the cloth to wrap around. Yeah, that would work, too. Also, it doesn't need the string, because Sandra Bullock just holds it. Right. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on here. But anyway, she she ends up getting thrust back. She's got it in her hands. She's like, oh, my God, I don't want it in my hands. Oh, my God, I'm going to freak out. She's holding it. Like, where is it? She's holding it. I can't remember who. Is it the captain that's like, I got it. It's Just tomorrow morning. Yeah. yeah. Captain's dead, Joe. Zed's dead, baby. The new captain. I mean. uh, <laughs> so the crew, Captain 2, uh, crew argues about the best way to gain control of the ship. Sandra recommends, This is they're all out by now, uh, and back in the cockpit or bridge, is that what they call it? Uh, Sandra recommends throwing a wrench into the transmission of the boat. And they're like, what are you talking about? How big do you think this this wrench is? Wait, what are you saying? Do you understand anything that you're talking about? Yeah, because this is where they they realize that Geiger's going to ram them into the tanker. And that's why she said we got to stop him. Yeah, but also, I do like how Alex concurs and you just see the captain having a migraine in the background. Yeah. Alex, well, here's the thing. This is where I'm like, oh, this was just supposed to be Keanu Reeves. He's yeah. like hot wiring stuff, all this wi- doing all this wiring stuff on the bridge. It's like the Suicide Squad cop wouldn't know how to do that, but the Bomb Squad cop might would know how to do that. Yeah, yeah, and he'd understand what like a grenade attached to a door. He'd foresee something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. They just wrote this for Keanu Reeves, like did not change enough of it to make it make sense. 
I think they probably took out all the. There's probably more like Keanu Reeves stuff, like bomb stuff yeah. in the scripts that they took out, which is why Alex doesn't do anything. Why the action isn't happening. That's yeah. all the cool stuff that was supposed to be in. Exactly. Yeah, good point. Uh, Alex volunteers to go under the ship. Captain reminds him of all the people who have died doing this. <laughs> Yeah, and this is a callback to him going under the bus. Yeah. So yes. again, again, another callback. Something that was probably designed for Keanu, because he. But nope. You know the funny. You know the funny thing about callbacks. You're supposed to like in the moment go, oh yeah, that's a callback, instead of like fucking a day later on your podcast with your friend going like, hey, that was a callback, and you go, oh yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. On. That's right. Like the nicotine patch lady. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the captain says uh, the bowels of the ship. Sander gets in a poop joke in the time of panic. Did you did you catch that? Uh, bowels. That doesn't sound very good. Yeah. Exactly. Shut up, Sander. Uh, the cruise ship is headed for a commercial tanker now. Now we got an, our new thing we're gonna hit. Sander, you're right. Yeah, this boat is. is they're just like, oh, we're gonna hit this. Okay. We're gonna, oh, now we're gonna hit this so boring it is so boring in in speed it's hard to explain if you haven't seen speed but like in speed they're constantly about to hit stuff because they're in la on a freeway with a bunch of cars there's traffic it's 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 insane think about driving versus being in the open ocean exactly exactly you and i can fucking navigate shit in an open ocean you have to try to hit things right uh so the the cruise ship yeah, is headed toward the tanker. Sander keeps trying to talk Alex out of being a hero, uh, but he won't listen. Uh, Alex tells Sandra his badge number, which creates some trust. Yeah, I looked it up. Badge number 4296-589J. Um, mm-hmm. That is tied to uh, this Alex gentleman. He has unfortunately been involved in three officer-related shootings in the last year. <laughs> he is currently on desk duty. Oh, good, good. Um, uh, Alex goes under the ship and ties up the propeller with some wires that he's holding, some ropes and wires, uh, which is slowing the ship down. The wire crank that's bolted to the ship pops off and nicks the captain in the arm and then uh-huh. smashes into bits. It goes underwater, almost takes out Alex, smashes into bits on the propeller, and then yeah. the ship speeds up again. And Sandra does not give a shit about the captain's no. mangled arm. Yeah, he's like, I think I broke my arm. And it's all like, bleeding. It's like fucking half fallen off. Yeah. And then she's like, Alex, someone get Alex up. Alex is gone, dude. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Willem Dafoe like locks the widget in place, which is why it, it shoots out. And this is also, he, this is where he gets the gun out of the computer. This is where the oh, hollow yeah. computer with the gun inside, which is a very funny bit. I'm sorry. It is hilarious to me. Like, it's just so just like, where's he going to get a gun? It's like, I don't know. It's inside the computer. Inside yeah, that's like something out of a Leslie Nielsen movie yeah, exactly. there's, as a gag. Yeah, it would be like it would be like um, like uh, one cop like gets the gun out of like a small like a laptop. And then yeah. another cop gets a bigger gun out of like a like a, um, a desktop, a desktop. Oh, and then yeah. a third cop gets a bazooka out of those like 1960s. Mainframe. <laughs> yeah, mainframes <laughs> like that would be in like a Leslie Nielsen movie. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, let's make that movie <laughs> uh, and fucking resurrect uh, Leslie Nielsen from the dead. 
<laughs> get him, get him to star. He, he, Dracula dead and loving it. He is the undead, Joe. That's right. I can't believe you've seen that movie. Uh, Mel Brooks. Yep. Jew. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Tiger shows up. The way you said that, it was like the dad in Independence Day where he's like, John Lennon, smart man, shot in the back, very sad. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Mel Brooks, smart man, Jewish, very sad. Very sad. Uh, Geiger shows up with a gun. And he... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He explains he needs the leeches to get the copper out of his blood. He needs it to clean the copper from his blood. Clean copper? What is he, Alex and taking a bath? <laughs> a clean copper Alex because he's a cop oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ I love no one can see this because we don't do video streams but here's what Jeff did he kind of like leaned and went dad like an aw shucks pose <laughs> I did like the if you've ever seen the idios mio that um What's his name uh, on SNL? The guy who plays uh, Fred Armisen. He goes, I Dios mio. Like I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he explains his leeches and stuff. Uh, Geiger forces Annie. I finally called her Annie in this to let go of Alex's rope and then kicks the captain off the ship. He kicks it. He like Spartan kicks him like he's Leon, Leonidas. And yeah. the, and and the captain just asked for uh uh what is it dirt and water? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Says, You'll find plenty of water down there. Right. Yeah, I can't remember the line that he gives either, but it's something. It's not even good. It's like hope you can swim. <laughs> he said. He said, I hope you know the one armed breaststroke or something like that. Oh, the one armed right. stroke. One armed stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, sounds uh sounds like a very different thing. Yeah. He's like, well, we are in international water. Um, Annie activates the, Annie activates the line right in front of Geiger. So he's like, you let him drown. And then he's like, come with me. And she's, she's just like, like, hold on. Oh, hold on. <laughs> like, I'll be right there. Let me just uh, let me save his life. Yeah, right in front of him. Like, he's not even turned around. He's just like, all right, come on. <laughs> um, Jason Patrick takes his shirt off. So he, yeah, he and Tamara Morrison get out of the water. Jason Patrick takes his shirt off and he goes, you all right? And then touches his broken arm, which I was like, come on, why are you doing that? And then they, I think they realized that they'd done that and worked in the callback later on. Oh, really? Because Tamara Morrison's like, "Ah, I think I broke my other arm. And then Jason Patrick smacks it. And he's like, ah, what are you doing? (laughs) It's horrible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Geiger takes Sander to the escape jet skis. And that's what they are. They are escape jet skis. In uh, something I've never seen in my life, which is like a dual, both jet skis are on this thing. I can't tell if both can disconnect or only one can disconnect. I think both can, right? I, it looks like both can because it looks like there's, there's like two both. releases, I think. Yeah, there's two releases. And so she, because later she'll release his and then she'll get away. But then I always wondered why she didn't release hers to make herself be able to go faster. Didn't happen. Because uh, she's not smart? She's not bright, no. Uh, I do like how Geiger, like, face palms her in the 
so fucking brutal. But Willem like, Dafoe goes so hard, just shoving around Sandra Bullock in the last twenty minutes. If you dislike Sandra Bullock, this is this is actually a fun next fifteen to twenty minutes because he's just shoving her everywhere. He works her over. Also, Joe, um, you missed. We we cut over two things. Uh, or actually, we got ahead in this scene. So are we going to talk about where Alex got this shirt? No, because all of a sudden Alex shirt. has a shirt. I think they were like, well, he can't just be shirtless for the rest of the movie. So he just it, has a shirt all of a sudden. So weird. Is it like a cabana shirt? Yeah, it's like a, it's like, yeah, it's like Tommy a Bahama. unbuttoned. And it, so it's just flowing. And then two, the best part in this movie, one of the best things in this movie is uh, Jason Patrick running and doing the hero jump. to yes. Like land on the jet skis and just fucking missing. <laughs> okay, here's, yeah, because that happens next. How does he not die instantly? Uh, magic. Because <laughs> then the next scene, he's just like getting up onto, I don't know. There's no bridge there. There's no like little ladder to get up. He's just like he, throwing his arm over it. Like he's on the side of a pool, but like yeah. this thing has to be like 50 to hundred feet in the air. <laughs> Joe, also think about this. The boat is going, they name drop it. 14 knots at this point that's like 17 miles per hour so he jumps out of a boat going 17 miles per hour recovers and then has to swim back to the boat going toward him wait a minute no the boat's going away from him. oh it's going away from him this is the back of the boat okay so he's gotta dive into the water recover could swim 20 miles per hour and somehow get back onto the boat without getting sucked into the propellers (laughs) so stupid um uh, hey, uh, yes. Joe, yeah. uh, ESPN put Michael Phelps' world world record-breaking top swimming speed at six miles per hour. Okay. <laughs> so he's no. just got to swim he's three times as good. miles per hour, and he's good. Three and a half times as, as fast as the fastest swimmer alive ever. Uh, yeah, of all time. Of all time. Uh, some woman... Well, he does take some shifts as a beach cop, so he's learned to swim. That's true. The lemonade really helps. Yeah, it's 19.17 knots is 19.5 miles per hour. <laughs> nice. Uh, some random woman makes it all about her. She's like, how could this happen on our honeymoon? <laughs> yeah, this woman wasn't in the rest of the movie. I'm glad you said this random woman because I thought I missed something. No, she's a random chick. I've never seen her before, and she makes this thing like all about her. <laughs> Uh, she's living a completely different movie. Can you imagine how pissed off everybody else is? Like, who gives a shit that it's your... I lost my husband. Yeah. I I committed manslaughter. He was one of the people that flew over the lifeboat. Um. Yeah. Alex and Dante have to swim. I imagine that's the reaction that, like, people have when they're, like, their honeymoon or their, like, wedding day landed on 9-11. Now, um, like, every year... <laughs> My parents were married on September 11th. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's like if your parents were, like, when 9-11 was happening, how could this happen on our uh, anniversary? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so callous. Um, Alex and Dante have to swim underwater to the engine room. So now they have, they're navigating in the ship underwater to try to get to the engine room so they can, like, turn some cranks that will like turn the propeller away from the ship that yeah. they're toward. It's, uh, I mean, 
Dante is taking pictures this whole time, by the way. Yeah, I don't know why Dante's signing up for any of this. By the way, I'd be like, you can fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, Dante's like, I'm out, man. You you guys don't pay me enough for this. Uh, Dante and Alex take turns turning this propeller crank underwater. They, like, hold their breath. One goes down, the other one comes up, holds their breath, comes down. Yeah, all I could think of in this, which is a much better underwater scene, which is the one in Alien Resurrection. Like, that's <laughs> the only, like legitimately good part of that movie but it was a much better underwater scene it's all i could think of so oh where they're like swimming through the tunnels and like the aliens coming after them. yeah and they like there's nowhere for them to go up and then where they do go up it was a, a an ambush it was a trap right yeah that was a good damn that was a really good underwater scene um it's not hard to make an underwater scene intense by the way i've seen plenty yeah. where they're yeah, no, awesome this yeah. one sucks yeah, this is just like, they're like, no, don't worry. There's no chance either one of us is going to die. The water's not rising. Water. There's plenty of space for us to get up and breathe. We have a plan where we just alternate. There's no tension here. No one gets their, like, legs stuck on something. Yeah. You know, even, by the way, Miss Congeniality 2, one of the worst movies ever, but, like, has an underwater scene at the very end. Her, like, big, obnoxious hair feather thing gets stuck in the cannon. She's underwater saving people, and then she can't get out because it's stuck super intense and someone has to come and save her she like almost drowns they could have had something like that in here no like, in this joe that's what I, I you know what i just realized everything goes fine it's a missed movie. opportunity everything every goes scene. fine in this movie every scene is a missed opportunity it's ridiculous like, they pull the grenade out and then the grenade's done they yep. stabilize the boat and then it's all good like yep. the closest thing that ha where things go wrong suddenly is the boat tilted tilt tilting at the end of the movie but then they're like oh no 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 it's fine we're good yeah it's worse than that jeff you, you never feel for a second that anything's gonna go wrong exactly there's no at no point like the only threat to their lives are like the boat's gonna run into something yeah and and even it's then super it's like, far away <laughs> yeah super far away exactly um dante uh up up yeah, so the ship, they, they succeed, and the ship is swerving away from the other ship. Uh, I say it narrowly misses, but really it just skids along the side, like, really long. It's great. Like, it, this this part could almost be in a comedy. Like, if they did it right, where it, they turn the boat, but it still hits this tanker, and it's just like, Yeah, and what they need to have is, like, you know, the captains or the crew kind of like standing on the side, like looking over and then just the other captains on the other boat <laughs> standing on like the deck with their fucking arms crossed. Like. You know what? This is in galaxy quest. Yeah. When, when he takes the, the ship out of the thing and he scrapes it against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's much, that's well done in galaxy quest. Yeah. But, yeah. And not in this, it's just like, ee, and then it's done. No one seems to care. Uh, everyone celebrates. Uh, Sandra taunts Geiger for failing. Um, I'm sure that works out well. One of his tasks, like it's like he still has the diamonds and he's still getting away. So I guess still, yeah, he's still doing all right. <laughs> this is like, like, say for example, you're up by ten points in the Super Bowl and you get an interception and you like mean mug for the camera, and then Damian Williams and Sammy Watkins snaps your defense in half for the rest of the game. Just yeah. at, for example. Um, yeah. What an odd scenario that is. I can't imagine that ever playing out. That was that was just a hypothetical I came up with in the, off the top in of the my head. In the moment. Yeah. Uh, 
the cruise ship celebrates until everyone realizes they're about to crash into the Caribbean islands. Um, and they drop anchor, but it just snaps off because they're going way too fast. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, they were like, drop the anchor. They're like, that's not going to work. They're like, drop the anchor, see what happens. And it just yeah. snaps. It's like, yeah. I told you. Like, And this is actually when the movie kind of gets kind of fun because this is where you get to see a bunch of random people doing like really shitty things or like just like having their little little slices of life. This is the whole next 20 to 25 minutes. It's like cosmic gumbo. <laughs> That's right, Joe. That's what they were saying on set. It's, That's it's, what it's we're like, always saying on set. It's like a cosmic gumbo. Like a cosmic. Do you remember that? Cosmic um, gumbo. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, this is the first one of these. Is this old fisherman leaves his two friends to get hit by the ship? He's got like that was on a great. raft motor thing, and he's just like, oh shit, and he runs off. He like skids off. And you think, oh, he's just thank God he got away. And then his two buddies pop up from the water, and he's like, hey, where do you go? <laughs> And then, yeah, and then it's like, oh, they almost got killed. There's so many things where it's like they almost get killed. Oh, no, they got killed because there's no way they're swimming away from the ship. They have to swim That's by true. hand. <laughs> You're right. That's true. They did get killed. A hundred percent dead. Uh, some hippie sailors get destroyed. They're dead as well. They're all dead, Joe. They're all dead. It's a really weird sailing crew. Normally you expect like really rich people with like tied off sweaters. And this is like. There's like a hippie. It's St. Martin, Joe. It's it's the Caribbean. Everything <laughs> be iry, man. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Boat. Lots of destroyed oh, yeah. boats. By the way, they turn they slam this boat perpendicular so that it doesn't hit the island. Mm-hmm. And then do they slam it back because <laughs> the tanker, the island is behind the tanker. Mm-hmm. Okay. The boat is going perpendicular towards the tanker. They slam it 90 degrees. Yeah. So it should just be going back out into the ocean. Well, here's the question. Was the tanker driving from the island? No, the tanker was offshore on the island. It was parallel to the island. So the tanker is parallel to the island. Because when they show the radar, the, 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 whatever the boat's called, is is gonna <laughs> bone them basically, and and it shows the shore. So the boat is so the the ship would have to go slam ninety degrees to mm-hmm. to miss the tanker, and then slam ninety degrees back to do what they're doing. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's no sense of direction in this movie. They're it, just going it, it, all over it, the ocean. Yeah. Um, and it would be nice. Like that actually would have made the movie kind of interesting if we kind of knew the course of yeah. what was happening. If there was some sort of understandable stakes to this movie, you're correct. It would make it better. If we knew what was happening, if we knew what was happening, the movie would be much better. It's a simpler word for direction. Yes. Like, where are they going? Um. So this is where we get a lot of destroyed boats and like little yachts snapped in half. They all look like they were fucking, fucking homecoming floats snapping. Yeah. And the Scottish um, guy's like, "Wow, running over all these people is slowing us down. It's working." Yeah, he's like. We're losing. Yes, this is where Scottish guy just becomes the guy fucking saying how many knots they're going. He's doing that again to bring up Galaxy Quest. Where I, I haven't even watched it recently, but with Sigourney Weaver's like my whole job is to just read what the computer says. Yep. Like that's all the Scottish guy does for the rest of the movie. That's right. Uh, water border smashes into the side of the ship, which is kind of funny. 
It was pretty. At first, it looks like he's going to, like, ride the boat like it's like a half pipe. But nope, that's not how it works. Fucking smashes into it. Um, The speedboat jumps onto land at this point. Into a a dive shop. Jumps onto land into some building. What was it? It was a dive shop. Dive shop. Um, But, Joe, we skipped over the oh shit compilation. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. This is everybody the- Everybody in the movie. They just oh, cut shit. Oh, That's shit. what you're saying. They should have interspersed Harry from the first movie. It's, it's, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, that's also another thing from a Leslie Nielsen movie, right? Where, like, everyone's saying, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then something, someone ridiculous says, oh, shit. Yeah, I think so. And then isn't there one where it goes through people, like... Going, that's Airplane. Everyone's hitting yeah, the Airplane, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we get a dog barking at the cruise liner. Classic 90s movie move. Does not work. <laughs> Classic ni- Dude, if something is happening, there's going to be a dog barking at it. Barking like, the dog's going to stop it. <laughs> Every and, 90s movie. And then you want to figure out what's going to happen with that dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. That dog shows up, you're immediately invested in that dog. Because you know that dog's going to be in the movie for the next three to four minutes. Yeah. And you know there's going to be a close call, but he'll make it. He'll pull through somehow. But yeah, this dog barking. It would it be, by the way, if someone made a movie with that dog scene and then the dog fucking dead as shit. Like somebody like like something falls on like it. Like an like, anchor off of a boat. Wait, yeah, you wait for the dog to come out, but it never comes out. <laughs> it like holds so on the car. For like two minutes it holds on the car. <laughs> That'd be a great idea. Oh my gosh, we need to make this movie. And again, Leslie Nielsen. I won't have anything, anyone other than zombie Le- Leslie Nielsen do this. And undead Leslie Nielsen? Yes. Uh, lots of destroyed boats. Uh, yeah, the dogs, it's not working. This barking. Woman is being shown her fancy apartment. This is like the penultimate of this scene. Yes. And the real is so disinterested. He's like, yeah, it's got two bedrooms, got a nook. He's like, yeah, there's a lot of boats. You're very smart for seeing the boats, kid. Old school comedian, yeah, he's really fucking had it with his job. He roasted this. He roasted this kid too. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you're really smart for seeing the boats, kid. Yeah, lots of boats, fucking jerk. I'm gonna go fuck your mom. <laughs> um. Anyway, I like how this kid, yeah, he's like trying to tell her about the big cruise ship, and they're like, really good, honey. Yeah. There is something boats. in this movie. Nobody sees a giant boat heading towards them. Nobody in this movie turns around, has peripheral vision. Until it's right in the middle of their living room. They don't really know. No, all these, like, they have to get on the PA system and be like, get out of the way, there's a boat coming. Yeah, where's anybody with a loudspeaker? Nobody's paying attention to anything. It is insane. Yeah, I said in this one, she's busy imagining a floral pattern for the kitchen. Lots of soft tones. Lots of soft tones. Yeah, it'll really play with the the um, the ocean, the water coming off of the or the light coming off of the ocean. And it'll be it'll be a pleasant place to live. It'll be a nice spot. Which how much uh, money do they have for buying a uh, seaside apartment? Board, boardwalk front apartment. Yeah, a lot loaded. Um, we get a Caribbean woman. There's another woman who doesn't see what's going on until it's happening right next to her. She's like uh, on a payphone. She's like, I can't hear you. There's all sorts of noises here. 
Oh! <laughs> no, the woman on the other line's like, what's that noise? It sounds like a cruise ship crashing into a dock. She's like, there's no way that's... Oh, like no, that's exactly... Splintering wood and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. Oh, there it is, right next to me. Um. Uh, yeah, smashing up the boardwalk. This is the other thing we didn't mention. This boardwalk is extending like a mile and a half into the ocean. Yeah, this scene cost $25 million. They made a whole city on a boardwalk. Uh-huh. They made a whole city to crash stuff into. And, Joe, it was – so it was a cruise ship crashing into a dock, okay, and all the destruction that goes along with it. Why was it so boring? I don't know. It really it was, was, wasn't so it? It was so boring. I wanted really to fast forward for a boat crashing into a dock. Right. And it's so – that should be an amazing scene. But that should be an incredible scene yeah. with like people panicking and screaming, people getting sucked under the boat and like like into the the wall holes opening up in the boardwalk that suck people, people in. Dropped. Yeah, no, it just kind of everybody runs away because the boat's going four knots, which is five miles an hour. So people are just briskly walking away from this boat. There's, like, no threat if your legs work. Yeah, the dog's taking breaks to, like, turn back and bark. And then, like, well, go a little bit like further. And then, like, stops to go bark at something. And it, like, comes back and is like, okay, let me keep running. Yeah, he's, like, marking along the way. <laughs> these spots. Um, the dog stops and marks the boat. And then keeps running. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Runs it back in front of it and then, like, starts barking at it. Uh, a guy thinks about opening his store, but then he sees the ship coming. He decides to close again. Yeah, he's like, oh, no. He's like, we're closed, buddy. I don't even understand that joke. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. I don't understand it. Well, that's because it's the least. It's not even the funniest thing that happens in the next three minutes in this movie. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the ship splits a hotel room in half. There's a couple having sex. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they, they get that interrupted. Finally, the ship destroys these nice apartments, drives right through the center of them. That's right. Take that, the 1%. Take that child who's probably dead now. <laughs> that young child. <laughs> um, uh, a crew member keeps telling us how many knots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Scottish guy. Still t- doing the knots stuff. Uh, the ship, this is where the ship decides to drop anchor at the very end. It hits a... A bell, like a bell tower yeah, bell. That was kind of neat where it ding. stops and ding. And so it stops just short. We see a big guy coming out of a 7-Eleven, which is weird product placement. And he has all this stuff. Slurpee. Yeah, Slurpees. Slurpee and stuff. And then, yeah, then he's got a, a convertible just like parked by itself, like in the middle of this walkway. By the way, how shitty of an upscale fucking boardwalk in the Caribbean has a fucking 7-Eleven on it. Yeah, right? Just in the middle of it, like beachfront property, 7-Eleven. Right. And um, yeah, the boat stops like right before it hits the the car. Everything's good. Well, it's like along the side of it, right? Yeah, he's going to T-bone the car. It misses the the convertible. Yeah, and the dog like jumps in. Then the anchor smashes the dog and should kill it. It smashes, the anchor drops, and it drops right on the convertible. Yeah, and the guy goes... My car! My car! (laughs) Such and like out of control. Like this line, it really feels like this should be some sort of cameo. Yeah. 
Like, this guy is so yeah, this should out of be a place. guy who had something ruined in the first movie. Exactly. Which and we then get, he went, like, my car. Like, he had another car. Yeah, my car. Um, ship destroys its convertible. Uh, ship starts flipping over. Oh, the dog's okay, though. Dog's fine. Dog's fine. Dog probably dumped out in the backseat, though, when that anchor fell. Just... <laughs> yeah, he let loose a little bit. Yeah. Um, I also like how at this point they're like, oh, that was boring as shit. We have to add some tension, so let's make it start to tilt a little bit and then stop. <laughs> well, yeah, so they're, everybody's like, they stop, and then nobody's like, oh, we made it. And then it starts to fall over, and then it stops, and they're like, Okay, now we made it. Like, that's, that's what's the thing about this movie is, is it's like, oh, they keep going like, okay, the tension's over. Like, they keep saying it. Yeah. Like, with the like with the lifeboat, they're like, okay, it's stable now. And then they got everybody off. Like, there's right. so much, so, so many more harrowing things happen in Speed 1 than, like, if you watch this movie twice. And the level of destruction is so much less. Yeah. It's, wow. it's so... Like, the stakes are so much lower in terms of a dollar's perspective in yeah. Speed 1. But in Speed 1, the life perspective, or the, the lives lost are more... You know, not just from a budgetary stance, but they did so much more with so much less. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. In, in Speed 2, or in Speed 1, if the bus goes under 55 or 50 miles per hour... The bus explodes. The people die. In this one. The boat's just smashing a bunch of shit. And it leaves open the possibility for a lot of awesome. How are they going to get out of this ones? Yeah. In this one, there's no like the bus can't go under the speed. It's just like the bus or the, the boat just isn't under the speed yet. And yeah. then it stops. And but the whole the whole time, there's like almost no threats to the actual people they go out of their way to point out that the bombs aren't actually bombs yeah it's like there's no <laughs> threat to life yeah they had things here's the other thing they took a lot of stuff from speed and like referenced it the one thing that everyone remembers from speed is it's about a bus that can't go under a certain speed limit or explodes that's it's the one thing they different. left out this is a completely different like it, it, that's it, it, the one thing yeah. they decided we don't want yeah. Doesn't make any sense. The deaf girl's mom has a higher... We see her kill more people on screen than we see Willem yes. Dafoe kill on screen. Yeah. We Willem see Willem Dafoe really kill anybody. He kills the captain. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. She has a higher body count than Willem Dafoe does. It's true. It's very Insane. true. And these bombs in the boat and the AI. Um, ah. Yep. Uh, ship starts flipping over, and then it just stops. And then it stops. And you're it, like, okay, that's it? Yeah. And then the Scottish guy says zero again. Yeah, zero. Uh, we made it, and everyone celebrates. Yeah, Dante says, we're safe now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get a new black guy, and this is the black guy. It's a cameo, because yeah. he's the guy that got his car stolen. In the first, in the one, first yeah. movie, and he says he just bought a he just bought a condo there. Well, yeah. it's probably all smashed up. He's like, yeah, and he this dude, this poor guy. But yeah. this is where Tamora Morrison says, "I think I broke my other arm," and then uh, Jason it. Patrick smacks him on the arm again, and he's like, "What? Why? Why 
fucking hate you so much. Um, Sandra disconnects her jet ski from Geiger's ski. This is where mm-hmm. we get hit. This, this is why I remember they're still in this movie. They're yeah, like, hey, they're like, yeah. Yeah, they're still in this movie. Why are they still near there? Why are they leaving? Um, what the fuck? He had so much time to leave. Where? Why is he there? Yeah, he was jetting, literally jet skiing away from the boat. And it's like this... He is trying to get away from a boat as quickly as possible. And they're desperately trying to stop a boat. And he is somehow, like, behind the boat. Here's another question. Where is he going? What was the plan? I don't know. Because Sandra Bullock... Jet ski in the middle of the ocean? (laughs) Jet ski to the plane. Where's the the plane? Uh, On the water. Oh, okay, okay. But I have bigger problems with this, which is Sandra Bullock drives towards the plane. Because he just read, like... Oh, yeah, he just let you decide. You could go anywhere you want now. Yeah, so here's what's fu- here's, here's what I love. Uh, Sandra Bullock detaches the jet skis, okay? <sighs> Did you write down what, or even catch what Willem Dafoe said? Uh, well, before that, he's like, he's like what are you going to do, splash me with some water? Yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty good line. But then she detaches the, the jet ski, and he goes, Annie, come back with me. You're my hostage. <laughs> <laughs> not if, fair if you're yelling come back you're my hostage that's not you're your hostage anymore sorry <laughs> that you person lost is done hostage hostage. Yeah. yeah um yeah alex uh proceeds to steal this black guy's boat which would have been so much funnier if it were keanu reeves because i think he says like oh no not this again. Yeah, he says not this again. Like, do you know how much uh, um, therapy you guys caused me? And it would have, yes, it would have been so much funnier of a beat. If it was, do you know what you caused me? Yeah. You're like, like you, you again. again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, oh, yeah. Okay. And but instead, yeah. I'm like, like, you didn't even know. <laughs> like, when I saw the first movie in the middle of this movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Like, you didn't even remember watching this movie that that was the guy from the first movie. Cause you're like, who is this guy? Like, yeah. I only know it. Cause I watched him back to back. Yeah. But it's like, if you could, it's so bad and falls so flat that you don't even know if you've seen the original, exactly. like, which is hard to do. Um, Sandra shoots a flare into the sky. Mm-hmm. The black guy's date thinks it's fireworks. She's like, hey, look, it's fireworks. She is having the time of her life. She's like, when they're blast. speeding after when they're speeding after Geiger and Annie, he's just, she's just like vibing in the back. She's so it's excited. A, it's she's having so much fun. It's a red flag. Yeah, <laughs> like, a lot a of red flags thing. in this movie. Um, Geiger catches up with Sandra, um, and then they board a small propeller plane. Uh, Alex shoots a harpoon onto the plane because he's caught up on this guy's boat with, uh, to the plane. Mm-hmm. And then reels himself onto the plane while bareback bodyboarding. And this, from this point on, I don't know why they chose to do this, but the black couple is like narrating everything. That's yeah. Going on. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the the guy from the first movie who his license plate in that movie and the name of his boat are Tune Man, so I'm gonna call him Tune Man. Tune yeah. Man's like nice shot. Like, and yeah. she's like, yeah. He's like, now what? Do you, why did he jump off the boat? And she's like, oh, he's he's reeling he's himself reeling- in. Yeah, he's like, why would he shoot that harpoon on that? She's like, no, he's reeling himself in. Like it's a like a, a after school uh, special or something. Yeah, and then they both at one point like because eventually gets to the plane and like gets Sandra out of there, and knocks out Geiger, and then they jump onto like one of the floaters and then it disconnects and they fall onto the 
um, water. And yeah. again, the black hole, the guy's like, why is he riding that? But I don't know what he calls it. Banana like a peel. Banana, banana peel. Yeah. And, why is he riding that? And then he's like, you got to get in the water, man. The tanker's going to explode. You got to right. get out. Like, like <laughs> all of a sudden this movie has a Greek chorus. It's like, why are they doing this? We can see what's going on. They're like trying to make it more exciting by having like people talk about what's happening, but it's, yeah. it's not. Um, so Alex saves Sandra. Uh, Geiger narrowly misses the gas tanker, but he gets impaled on a giant antenna and he gets stuck there. Uh, Alex saves tied up Sandra from drowning. So she's underwater. And again, the black couple's like, why are they underwater for so long? They're going to run out dead. of air. And one of them's like, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're watching this movie. <laughs> um, uh, kisses. Okay, so Alex does the whole kisses and breathes air into her lungs thing, which has been in other movies. Okay. So at this point, Geiger cackles as he realizes that he's about to blow up and that he could have just left the whole time. Yeah, he's he like... At this point, he's like, wait, I could have just left and uh, not taken Sandra Bullock with me, and then I would be on the plane, and I'm good to go. Exactly. Yeah. What what was I thinking? Uh, So his plane explodes and blows up the entire gas tanker. And he goes, my leeches! (laughs) Uh, No, that guy. He's like, my tanker! (laughs) He's like, he's fucking CEO of Shell. Um. (laughs) The black guy finds a bag of stolen diamonds in international waters. He's like, hey, uh, this is mine now. Yeah. Uh, That's good. His story comes Cop up. doesn't care. <laughs> I, love, I love that he has a $150,000 speedboat, a condo in St. Martin, a brand new uh, Mercedes Benz. And it's like, oh, good. Now you have a whole bag of jewelry. Bag of diamonds. Yeah. You know what's been missing in my life? Bag of diamonds. Bag of diamonds. And uh, he reproposes. Yes, Alex reproposes to Sandra. She asks, how long should she wear it? He says about 50 years, but let's be honest, that's basically a life sentence for her. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not, it's not going to last that long. I also like, she's, this is where they do their stupid, more of their stupid banter, where she's like, uh, next time I get to make the travel plan <laughs> with your money. <laughs> also, he proposes with the garbage ring. Like, uh-huh. he wasn't like, hey, that bag of priceless jewels you just found, is there a ring in there? Hey, you know, since I did all the fucking legwork here, how about you toss me, like, I Just know, the ring. Just the coolest ring that's in there. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's it. You can keep the rest. Necklaces. But no, he's got to get rid of this, like, ring pop looking ring that he got her. <laughs> it's got, like, a fucking whistle on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get a bonus scene, dude, because that's the yeah. end of the movie. But, oh, first it's the slow pan out on all the destruction. And at this point, you realize it was like my original background until I moved to this. Yeah. Um, but uh, you realize in that moment how awesome this movie is. <laughs> You're like, like this is amazing. Be. Like, yeah, it's like there's so much like about this movie that you're like, all right. And then. You, they zoom out to the d- destruction. You're like, where was that all movie? Yeah. It's like you see all of that. And like, if that's the only thing you saw. You'd be like, oh, man, I want to know what happened before this. Crazy yeah. You're ass. like, you're like, I want to know what what led to this. And it's like, oh, a boat going five miles per hour. just kind of drove into a dock. Like, that's it. 
Oh yeah, never mind. Uh, Jeff, we get a bonus scene. Yes. Aren't Joe. you happy? Uh, um, Samuel well, L. Jackson's there. Nick Fury. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sander retakes her driving test with the same instructor. Oh man, Mr. Furker or something. Furker. And she insisted that it was him, um, because she wants to make it up to him. She didn't. She wants to finish the job she started, which is killing this man. <laughs> She, I don't understand making it up to making it up to an instructor or I, a, a, a test. For, it doesn't make any oh, sense. Oh, the logic behind it? Yeah. I was just baffled they were giving her another shot. I thought he was he was clear saying she was never going to drive in the city again. She did a hit and run. <laughs> yeah, she's horrible. I mean, that's it. She did a hit and run. Right, right. Um. But I guess because she didn't have her license yet, she couldn't have it revoked. So I that's guess. the loophole. That's double jeopardy, Joe. <laughs> double jeopardy. <laughs> you can't take my license away if I don't even have it. Yeah, no. that's how you get away with, it, with doing whatever you want on the road. The yeah. officer will be like, we're going to revoke your license. You're like, joke's on you. I never got my. <laughs> I don't have one. And they're like, Ugh. Damn it. They figured it out. What What a play. That's uh, literally what sovereign citizens think, though, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like, have it. That's something I, you need. Yeah, I don't me. need that. Yeah. They're like, I'm not, what is it? I'm not driving. I'm traveling. I'm not held to those laws. Or it's like, I'm not traveling. I'm uh, like. No, you're you're 100% right. It's, she's, it's like that traveling, if you look in the uh, Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> traveling is defined as like the moving of to and fro commercial goods. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's driving. Okay, yeah, so that's driving. Yeah. He's like, I'm not driving. I'm traveling. Therefore, I don't need a driver's license because I'm not uh, transporting goods. <laughs> right. It works. I'd love to, yeah. I'd lo- can we just do a podcast? On about sovereign citizens? <laughs> Let's just break down some sovereign citizen shit. Uh, she still drives recklessly, but she does follow basic track of traffic laws now. She almost gets hit by a bus that looks exactly like the bus from Speed 1. And she says, that bus was going way too fast. Oh, I get it. (laughs) Dude, these lines fall so fucking flat that I didn't even get that until you said that. She did the same thing I did when I, whatever the bad, oh, the clean copper. Yeah, she does this on, like, the center console and, like, takes her fucking hands off the wheel and just fucking (laughs) drives off a cliff. Oh, man. All right, Joe, that's the movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We already talked about Sandra Bullock called it the biggest piece of crap ever made. Uh, only did it for Hope Floats funding. Uh, Jason Patrick funded your friends and neighbors with this uh, script money. So basically everybody was in it for the money. Uh, I told you about the script changes that they were just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like Jason Patrick's like, I'll do it if you change the no, script. No, like, apparently they were sure. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, sure. And then he gets there. They're like, by the way, we didn't do it. So sorry. You're stuck now. It's on you. Uh, the writers. This is interesting. The writers seem to be designated sequel writers. Hmm. Jeff Nathanson and Randall McCormick wrote this, and they wrote Blue Crush 2 separately. Blue Crush 2, Scorpion King 2 and 3, which yeah. I didn't know exist. Rush Hour 2 and 3, Pirates of the Caribbean 5. But here's the thing. Jeff Nathanson wrote Catch Me If You Can. Which is a good movie. It is. It's wild. It's yeah. wild that he just like brought out this junk garbage. <laughs> That's what Kate and I are watching. Are you watching White Lotus? Have you seen White Lotus on HBO? 
I've seen trailers. I haven't watched it. It's 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 pretty good, but it's this like uh, it's like follows like a newlywed couple, the single woman and this family on the a island thing retreat. Yeah, written, directed, and produced by the guy who wrote, directed, and produced School of Rock. <laughs> yeah. Just two drastically <laughs> different things. That's how it feels with the like Catch Me If You Can in this garbage. So, oh man, Joe, we said it all. Yeah, nothing. It's it's done. Did you it's like bad. it or did you love it? Joe, I hate it. We watched it on Friday. Kate's like, it's a good movie, and I'm like, it's not a good it's movie. Horrible. Oh yeah, this is the movie your your uh, your spouse loves. Yeah, she loves she loves it. We watched Speed and Speed Two on Friday. She was all on board with both. I watched Speed, and then when Speed Two came up, I was like, I will be doing something else. Yeah, this is a movie you pretend to pay attention to, and then realize you didn't miss anything. Yeah. So, all right, Joburg, next one. We mm-hmm. didn't discuss it beforehand. I say we stay in the water. Mm. Jaws 2? Oh, baby. Jeff, thank you. Yep, Jaws 2. Speaking of, let's do all the shitty water movies we can, we we can get our hands on for the rest Jaws of the summer. Jaws 4. Mm. What? Jaws 2 or Jaws 4? Uh, isn't Jaws 2 the notoriously bad one? Oh, man. I'm not sure. Let's I find feel like show. that's the worst one. I feel like it's 2. I want to watch the one where Michael. Uh, every Jaws movie ranked worst to best. Jaws four. Oh, Jaws 3D is the worst one. That's the worst one, huh? Yeah, that would be Jaws four. And then Jaws four after that. So it's there's four Jaws movies. Uh huh. Oh, Jaws 3D. It's the third one. Is the third one's the worst one? The third one is the worst one. Jaws 3D. Let's do Jaws 3D. All right, let's do it. All right, so we'll be watching Jaws 3D next time. I believe that it's on Amazon. Let me double check that. Yes. Yeah, Joe and I forgot to talk about this before the episode started. So <laughs> and Jaws, it's on Tubi as well. But. Yeah, Amazon Tubi and Fubo. And if you don't have any of those, you can rent it for four bucks. But please don't. I'm sure it's on Daily Motion or something. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back next time with that. And then the episode after it, Joe, it's the movie I promised myself I would never watch again. Yes. Independence Day. Yes. Resurgent. A little movie I like to call ID8 because it's ID4 too. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we will be back next time with Jaws 3 and then Independence Day 2. So for Joe, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Have a good one. Oh, shit. I look at him and I go, yeah, right. What, did she have a bong hit transplant?